everyone, and welcome to the Least Intimate the live stream, episode number 193, entering from the void on this, the 15th of December, 2018. I am your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as often as possible, is Brett Heathen Dog Grissoma. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. You're having a wonderful holiday season. It is. I hope everyone's doing well. Hope you're keeping warm because baby's cold outside. Yes, that's a bad song. <laughs> it is a bad song. It's, a bad it's song. not a Christmas no, no, song. No, no, no. It's not a Christmas song. True. I mean, there's no jingle bells, no ho, yeah. ho, ho, yeah. no Snoopy, no one finding, no one's heart growing three sizes bigger. Nothing. Exactly. L- Linus isn't waxing poetic about it. I'm Nothing like that. I'm telling you, no Bible quotes, no red hats or clothing. Um, he does slip something in the girl's drink, so I guess that's something. Maybe yeah. that's Christmassy. It's it's like Christmas eggnog. Baldar disagrees that there's no because there is a ho 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 in it. Oh, there's you're a ho ho bad in person. It. Yeah, that's not great. Well, she yeah. says no, so you know. Maybe just one. You guys are. There are more festive tunes coming from my behind. Yeah, I Ouch. agree. It's Ouch. not festive. Uh, and at yeah. least my fart smell of peppermint and eggnog. So, there. But you're still. No, well, but mine smell of roofies and alcohol. So oh, well. I guess that's the way it is. So, you know, the, the song's about me, basically. You self-roofie. <laughs> no one else will do it for me. I do it to myself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm lonely. I'm so lonely. I stood myself in roofie and take advantage of myself. I don't remember what I happened. I know. No, no one will even roofie me. That's how lonely I am. I was on that song. That's bad. No, never mind. Strike that for the record. Nah, Strike that for the record. That's good stuff. That's staying. Oh. Ah, and what else is staying? Is he the dog? See the dog? But RPG fundamentals. We're talking about warriors, ragus, and mages. Ragus? Oh, I'm kidding. Warrior, oh. rogue, and mage. There you go. I see rogue spelled wrong so much that when you yeah. do see it spelled right, it's actually surprising. It's, it look, it feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. This show in dark fast. Duncan is pleased. In <laughs> <laughs> Garthox Conf, we're talking about Shazam. It has an exclamation point in the title. Number one. That's true. The Fantastic Four Wedding Special. Number one. And Doomsday Clock number eight. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Garthon, couldn't you have had three number ones? <laughs> yeah, I could have. Yeah, it, I also number could, ones every week. I also could have had two number ones and a number 11. That would have been four number ones. That's right. I thought about it. I heavily considered oh, it. I didn't do that. But you had to have Doomsday Clock in there. It only happens like once every blue moon. So. Yeah, it only happens like once every six months or so. So I have to put it <laughs> yeah, in there. Exactly. And the RNG, DC on TV, the Elseworlds crossover. Ooh. Yeah, unlike the other crossovers that that uh, the CW has done with the with the DC TV properties, this one actually uh, foreshadows another one that's that's going to be a game changer. Yes, and for all the stuff I've seen, I agree. But we'll talk about that later. A special thank you to our December Twitch subscribers. Look at these people; you guys are smart. Yeah, look, a whole room full of geniuses right there. Look, I'm, look. My Love goodness. it. Thank you, everyone, for your subscription. Your subscriptions matter. And every month we have a subscriber-only giveaway, which is happening today. Right now. Hey, Ramsey. right now. In fact, I should I should tweet that right. I should tweet that you again. Should tweet just that. just so people just so people know, like, oh crap, I, I was gonna miss it. Thank you very much, Ethan That's Dog. Right. You are awesome. Yes, I am. Thank you. And also our top donors, we appreciate your Streamlabs donations, Baldahar. Thank you so much. Through Twitch, our special thanks to Zon Traxum, aka Zon, so much. Our December patrons, Brian Hicks, Sheriff, thanks so much. And video game gifts. Some of these might become gifts now. Ah, 200 IQ subscribers here. There you go, Kermit. Love it. 
We need more smart people. The world needs more smart people. That's always been a standard phrase of mine. Because dumb people like to breed a lot. Smart people need to, need to outbreed them. Just saying. That's It's true, but it's mean. It is. It is, but you know. Both of these things are true. Remember the end of Idiocracy? Yes. Very in the guys at the White House. It's like they had like yes. what two kids, the smartest kids you ever saw. And then yeah, the, the, the vice president who was dumb as yeah, a Yeah, had like 37 rocks. kids, 37 yeah. the dumbassest kids you've ever seen. The dumbest, the eating eating rocks and sand and paste. Yeah, That's so, pretty much yeah. all they did. Yeah, that was bad. That doesn't always happen, but it's a stereotype. Uh, it's a stereotype, but, you know, some things become stereotypes it's, because it's they happen of, a lot. It's kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Lead you to the subscriber giveaways now, it says. Do it now. Do it now. So Joppa. Get to the Amazon gift card, Joppa. Five prizes a day. Oh, my gosh. So... Uh, for 10 sub entries, we'll activate two 25. So we got to get 10 subscribers to enter. To enter, we get two. If we have less than 10, only give away one. All right, fair if enough. If we get 15, give away all three. Ooh, Anything uh, not given a given away rolls over to next month. Oh, these belts are getting huge. Uh, yes. 10 follower entries. Oh wow! Actually, up to two Steam games. That's not yeah, bad that, at all. No, that's that's anybody. These and anyone good games watching too. Anyone watching can just jump in and get a game. Just yep. cause. And earlier, he like, hey, I said, hey, you should uh, look up on these games we're giving away so you know something about them. And he just said, which games? He told me. I said, oh, I know about one of those. He's like, oh, let me guess. And he's like, no, you're absolutely wrong. It's the other one. It's like, I <laughs> yeah, the other one that I would not have guessed. Not uh, obviously, yeah. I'm not saying I played it a lot. I'm just saying I know about it. So. Gen Con 2020, join us. Legion of Myth. Most of us will be there. He the dog. Garthon. Maxley will be there. We're trying to convince the Algarian to leave his Unabomber shack and join us. Yep. Uh, he could hand out copies of his manifesto at Gen Con. Yes, that's true. His, his uh, Shroud of the Avatar manifesto. His Shroud of the Avatar manifesto. Yeah. Oh, that would be so beautiful. <laughs> Maybe if we tell him that that uh, Lord Britain's going to be there. Maybe he'll come. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that'll that's do it. That's a good idea. He probably will be there. Uh, Most likely, yeah. But tickets registration is in January 2020. Activity sign-up is in May of 2020. The event is in August 2020. We know it's early. Fair warning, we want you there with us. Want to hang out? <laughs> Balder says we'll hand them out on thumb drives. Algarian says, hmm, that would work. My army could grow beyond one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, you should have carried a few hundred of those in a sack than 1,000 page tomes. That is that is a fair point. That is it a is fair true. point. Yes. You thumb drives are all You can hand out note cards with web addresses pages. on them. You know. Yeah. Hope people go. As always, you can join the Legion on Discord. Just go to Discord, look for us, we're there. Follow us on Twitter, at Legion of Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type Legion of Myth. We got enough videos, we'll show up. Or you can watch us live on Twitch. That's really the best, I think. We're best live. It's true. Much like a strip club. It's much better live. Wow. And the audio version is available through, so I've heard, through SoundClouds, iTunes, and Google Play Music. That's what Heathen Dog says, anyway. Oh, right, right. So, your support keeps us going. <laughs> through... There's a bus. Look at me. Oops, I'm pushed. <laughs> Nice. Through Patreon. Uh, Streamlabs, get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com, which I'm wearing tonight. Oh, looking good. Feeling good. Yeah, and cheerious on Twitch. That's always nice. And don't forget, Max Leo streams on YouTube with the angry slow. Is there a happy slow? There is. There is. I mean, oh. he's happiest when he's angry. It seems like That's a dichotomy, true. but it works for him. It's like the grandfather on Family Ties. His blood pressure went down the angrier he got. Why do I not family ties gold uh, silver spoons? And why oh, do I God, remember, I remember that? that? 
Why do I remember that? Because that was the episode where know. he decided to, uh, they wouldn't let him in to work his business anymore for his health. So he ended up working with Ricky uh, to corner the baseball card market by planting rumors that Tommy Lasorda was going to the Hall of Fame, thus spiking the value of his card, and he made a ton of money. Why? Why is that in there? I don't know. Well, I, the only episode of, of Silver, Spoon, Silver Spoons I remember is when the dad got lung cancer. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, that's the one I remember. That's messed oh, up. Well, yours isn't super great. It just mine's dark. Yours is dark. What about the episode where the where the kid uses uh, Ricky's Apple II to hack Lewis Garment's websites to download plans for their new top secret uh, fighter craft? That happened. Uh, it did. Yeah. Why do I? Wow. Do I, I don't know why you know that. Alphonse well, Rivera was on there, and I have to. I've tracked his yeah. career so closely. Oh well, there you go. All right. He well, was that's awesome. Fair. He still is. All right, Vax Streams on YouTube, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Alphonse Robert will not be on his stream, but he might, so tune in. Uh, <laughs> you never know. You never know when he's going to pop up. Uh, uh, he has a highly opinionated, that's a nice way of putting it, commentary regarding anime, comics, games, and pretty much any other topic in the universe if you get him started. Yeah, it's true. Monday includes the Legion of Myth reaction show, where he, watch, where he talks about our show and how much he hates it. Oh. <laughs> how much how much we suck basically yeah pretty much or things he would have done differently but he's yep yep which is fine because he would have done them wrong so yeah. random and also random gameplay only have to there are no guest hosts or interesting topics to discuss why not do both so interesting topics can host and he names some people who are not interesting uh just kidding uh, interesting topics and guests include Heathen Dog, Leander, Sheriff, uh, topics including upcoming indie tabletops, you know, look at the other stuff. Sexiness in games, that's me. Mm. And top 10, 29, 10, what? Ooh, he really messed up Fat Finger that one, didn't he? Don't... You have to wait, you have to wait a few hundred years, but my goodness, you're going to get that comic book series. This is why you never take the shrooms before you type the page. <laughs> you wait till after. And then the colors bleed together, and you can hear them sing. That's all I'm saying. There you go. There you go. Is there any topics you want to discuss? Let us know. He'll quickly disregard it and talk about whatever he wants. But he wants to know, so he can laugh at you later. And if you want to join us, that's a good time. Elgarian streams Twitch. If you want a kinder, gentler stream about you, how to play Shroud of the Avatar, Elgarian Shroud of the Avatar streams are the best. They yes. really are. 100%. Highly informative and highly entertaining. And he has a good following, and he should, because he deserves it. He deserves a bigger one. I say. He does. He does. I remember when I first met him, I said, that guy deserves a bigger one. <sighs> right. Just right. What? What? Did Crazy. I say? It's Crazy. the joy of painting in Game 4. Game four. That says Duncan. You know what's funny is my kids have recently gotten into watching The Joy of Painting. Really? Netflix. It's on Netflix. Wow. It is. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. They've been binge watching almost. Yeah. Well, it's it's more like a ASMR type thing now, you know, where you just sit back and all your stress just flows away. Yeah, it kind of flows away. It's, it's a happy tree. Into, the, live, into the happy clouds and the happy stream. It lives where you want it to live. Yep. Yeah, exactly. but he streams Twitch Monday through Friday. And also, during the evenings, he has other games he does, such as Bioshock Infinite on Monday, Lord of the Rings Online on Tuesday, any game he feels like on Wednesday, Thursday, Star Trek Online, which he teams up with two extremely handsome guests. And on Friday, RimWorld. He was just doing that earlier today. He was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Well, he just got RimWorld, and he's really into it. So he's playing on weekends, too. Hey, if you're into it, you should just down it. That's what I'm saying. So, 
Place the joy of deliciosus with Ert Elgerian. <laughs> so, Deco, uh, Deco-liciousness. Ah, uh, decorating. Yeah, he's That's been decorating really well this morning. These, you know, these that is week. such an important thing to have in a good MMO is a robust housing system. And it just amazes me that with all the money and resources World of Warcraft has, they've never implemented that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why the player base is so much in flux for that game, because people will leave. Oh, there's an expansion. Buy the expansion, play for two months, and gone. New expansion. Mm-hmm. And if they want a more steady stream, they need to make the game stickier. And housing does that. Housing does that. It's been shown it's time true. and time again. Yep, it makes people stay in between expansions. That's all it does. Decorated like Killer Instinct. Uh, also, make sure to check out his links, rpoda, roleplayersthevatar.com, rpoda.com, for the premiere Shroud the Avatar site involving roleplaying in Shroud the Avatar. And if you need help with Shroud the Avatar, you can watch his streams, and he will answer your questions live, and if he doesn't know the answer, he'll find the answer. Or go to sodahelp.org, the premiere help site for Shroud the Avatar. 100% help, right there. That's right. Got Hook on Deco in Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, that ah, oh, that game had a great uh, engine mm-hmm. for decorating. Lord oh, here is not bad. But anyway. I gotta get comfortable. The opinions expressed in this episode. Wait, wait, I'm gonna full screen this one. That way you could just just live it. Oh, good. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to write a family friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasions of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding. And continued viewership. Like, subscribe, comment. Oh, it's time for the first Steve Indie giveaway. All right. Yeah. When he the dog told me the games, he said, hey, here they are. And this was the one I said I actually knew. American yeah, which Truck is Simulator. weird. I, I, did not, oh, I did not call it. Well, you know, some people want to be the bandit. Some people want to be snowman. That's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Yep. So uh, go ahead and open it. All right, we are going to open this giveaway. I got to click on the right pieces here. Giveaway, click. Clear the giveaway, click. And this is for everyone or just subscribers? This is for everybody. Oh my gosh. Everybody can win American Truck Simulator. If you are a follower, all you got to do is type in exclamation point T-R-U-C-K. There you go. Extra truck to get American Truck Simulator. I know what you're saying. I don't want to simulate driving a truck. This is actually a really fun game in the simulator vein. Uh, you could drive your truck routes. And it's an interesting game. You actually can build your empire. It's uh, it's a sim game. You sure? Yeah. yeah. It scratch, scratches the itch. Going around. You make your deliveries. You make your pickups. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other games you could compare it to. It's like The Sims, but trucks. You, and you, you, can, you can get employees and get a fleet. Yeah, you can get employees, get a fleet of vehicles. Okay. You can highly customize your truck. You can choose from a bunch of licensed trucks, accessories, parts, trailers. It, it's, it seems like one of those games that's really dumb. Like, oh boy. I'm driving but, a truck. Yeah, it's, it's also one of those games where you start, and then when you're like, oh, geez, what time is it? Oh, my God, four hours? What? Right, it's like it's the same thing as like playing uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Well, that sounds really dumb. I just fly a plane. Well, try it. It's, a, it's actually incredibly fun. And this is the same thing, but with an actual game around it. 
that you can actually skip the game and just do simulator stuff. Like, oh, I want to try this truck and rig and see how it drives. Or you can play the game. And then you actually end up with, like, rivals on the road who taunt you, and you're, like, trying to, you're trying to make time to your next city. It's actually a very deep game. Um, oh. Perhaps not as good as European Truck Simulator, because that has had some bigger maps, and it was neat going to different countries. This is just in the American Southwest. Uh, but still, an excellent oh, it's game. it's not the whole country. It's just... It's just the uh, Southwest. Okay, just the so, Southwest. so you're, you're a regional truck. Yeah, you're a regional driver. Okay. And... Yeah. I could do Can it you go full Grand Theft Auto and just... No, you cannot go run around outside of your truck and jack people's trucks. Oh. oh but well. you can adjust your seat and mirrors. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> There's that. There is that. Chris says, New Mexico expansion is apparently top-notch. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Um, Lazy Game Reviews. LGR actually did a really in-depth review of this game as well. That's where I first heard about it, because I was like, really, this dude's doing a truck game and he we did the reviews like yeah i've actually played all these i know it sounds dumb but of course he actually also reviewed uh farm machine simulator which is a game i saw i was like you got to be kidding they actually sell like a 500 dollars controller for that that simulates a combine controller like driving what? a combine the full oh my god and they sold out of those you know is that like full training like i want to be a farmer pretty much yeah on, you actually can set all that stuff That's it's great yeah hey you know all right. Hey, fine. Douglas, I had to start watching LGR. Yeah, you should check it out. LGR is good. I like LGR. Yeah, we called that a four-wheeler ditch. It's fun. But yeah, definitely, uh, Douglas said he's been living in the 90s PC world for a few weeks. Well, that's because the foundry was down, so he was yeah, playing. That uh, is true. Yeah, he, yeah, he's playing all the 90s Star Trek video games. Oh, those are fun. So yeah, definitely, everyone, sign up for this. Time is running out. we got a five-minute limit. On this time remaining is a minute and 48 seconds. So everyone, jump into this. Someone is going to win it. Yes, Vector Grammar. Yes. Jump in this. The worst thing that happens is you get a free game. You play for five minutes ago. I can't believe I'm driving a truck. And you uninstall it. Oh, the best thing that happened is you realize this is a great game. And it was given to you by people who care. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And the, just because you win now doesn't mean you can't win again later. Absolutely. No rules against it. There are a lot of people in there who haven't joined up yet. You might as well go in. It doesn't yeah, hurt you. Elgarian actually actually said one person could win all five prizes. It is possible. It is theoretically I would, possible. I would bet money on it. I, I, I would definitely be checking the uh, the RNG if that happened. Garthon, did yeah. you reset the reset the winners? Oh, yuck. So. <sighs> That has happened well, before. Yeah, well, I, just just to make sure that doesn't happen, I'll be doing the subscriber giveaway. Smart move. I'll be doing the follower. I'll be doing the subscriber, so there's a demarcation at that point. Smart so move. It would be harder. It would be, be harder. But if you yes. somehow manage to hack both Heathen Dog and I... Then you could win both. And at that point, you deserve it. That's right. Zahn entered. Excellent. 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 Anytime I say that now, I used to actually used to make you think of Mr. Burns. Now it makes you think of uh, Meet the Robinsons because I rewatched it recently. Meet Disney the movie. Robinsons. It was a Disney movie when they first moved to computer animation. Didn't do incredibly well. A little too wacky, but a fun movie. You should watch it. I don't think <laughs> you'd be demarcation. You guys are in the same room. He's on to us. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. you see uh... nothing. <laughs> I mean, I could change that. I could change that. I think I could change that. Maybe I can't. 
and boom. Now you're in where? Oh, laser beams. Oh, you're in the laser beams, though. There you laser go. Laser beams. Ah, uh, okay. Bing. Now we're back. All right, good. <laughs> and oh, time. Time. It's been time. Okay, what do we got? Who's, who's winning? Who's Picking winning? The winner. Oh, Falcon's oh, Lantern. Falcon's Lantern. Go ahead and uh, send us a private message with yes. your what email, Steam account. What do we, what do we need? Oh, actually, this, this doesn't matter. Uh, since it's just this game, he can whisper Legion of Myth. Davo. And then, and then I will whisper him back with the get with the uh, with the Steam code. Congratulations. Oh, no, he's telling us all the passwords. <laughs> Our darkest dungeon seven is Secret Empire super fan. Ah! <laughs> Son of a... He's bringing up our kryptonite. No one, no one likes you. No. Yeah. Duncan can't win again. Ever. Keep on trucking, Falcon. Road to get nice. Five-minute ban. Five-minute ban. <laughs> I have actually banned Baldahar for less. <laughs> That's true. On... on <laughs> On Max Liao's stream, I have I have waved the ban hammer at him twice. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful how you know. There you go. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we're resetting that. So onward, my friends. <sighs> give, give me one second. I got to. Uh, there it is. Jump he, two. He says. Baldur says I earned it. <laughs> I earned that. I earned them all. Sure. Where is his? Oh, darn. I was disposed. Ah, oh, he was indisposed. He missed the giveaway. Yep. There'll be more. Now I can see if the simulator was up to real life. That's I true. I wonder if Falcon's Lantern has driven him on a truck. Oh, it's entirely possible. It is. And uh, Falcon now has the key, and he is the proud owner of his brand new simulated truck. That's right. Take it out for a test spin, my friend. Ride those roads. I miss riding the open roads in the southwest. I do. I should get that game just so I could drive up through Yuma. <laughs> Flagstaff. I miss those drives. Anyway. All right, everyone. Here we are. Take a deep breath. Find your center. Find your center. Because Christmas is coming, the nights have grown long and dark. And there's when the time when humanity was banned together, when humanity would band together for protection from the cold and the dark and the creatures that lay within it, where they would gather around the fireplace and tell tales of the beasts and monsters without and heroes who would fight them and defeat them and from these gain a small glimmer of strength. But every year the cold would croach a little more, the old would get weaker, and the beasts would take a few more. But it's in those moments that humanity must grow stronger and smarter to shape the tools needed to fight for the future, to become more vicious than those, to outsmart and outthink, more cunning than the wolf, more dangerous than the tiger, and more alive than the extinct Tyrannosaurus Rex. My friends, it's time that you must always sharpen your blade, hone your wits, and kill your foe and drink of their essence. Heathen dogs, heathen dog. Tabletop gaming fundamentals. Thank you, Garthon. Well, it got a little dark at the end, but I appreciate it. What's Today's, uh, a tardigrade? That's actually a good one. I was gonna mock it for a second, but no, that's look, they are pretty tenacious when it comes to clinging to life. That's true. Today's tabletop RPG fundamentals, we look at Warrior Rogue and Mage. Fantasy role-playing game by Michael Wolf. 
This one has a lot of things going for it. Uh, one, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I decided to. I decided to look into it. Good plan. And it's called Warrior Rogue and Mage, and it does not contain a single Warrior Rogue or Mage. That seems strange. Then it is. That's what made me review it. Like, oh, you hooked me. There you go. That's it. Before we get into that, let's get into some of the particulars of Warrior Rogue and Mage. Publication date: 2015. Creator: Michael Wolf. Price, here's what also got me. We're cutting that time, Lord. Very true. Free. Free. Absolutely free. Not just the main book. Oh, you can get just the main book if you want. It has a six-book bundle. Also, what's that? Free. That's That's right. As the main book, which is all you really need to play the game, but it has a monster supplement, a magic supplement, equipment supplement, a combat supplement, and uh, I believe a map and adventure supplement. All for free. That's amazing. All of them. And... I don't know why. I mean, you could easily pay money for this thing and you'd make a ton, but nope, for some reason it's free. Well, first let's take a look at what it is. It's basic Dungeons and Dragons made more basic. All right. Wait, didn't you already do a game like this? Uh, That's Hero Kids. It's not for kids because there's some math involved, but it's, it's just you can pick it up, read it, and play it. Anyone can play it. Fair enough. Just play it. Now, it's an RPG for beginners. It doesn't, it doesn't require you to have a mindset. It doesn't require you to have some kind of experience. It, it, they actually like it better if you don't have experience because it's a lot different than D&D, AD&D, 5th edition, 4th edition, 3rd edition, whatever. It's uh, all, all of the fantasy games you play, Palladium, all the fantasy games you play for, it's completely different looking and, and acting than those games. And it, it is a rules light, which means that uh, there there isn't a rule for everything. You know, like uh, for slipping on, on terrain, there's no rule for that. You just make it up as you go along. You know, for uh, climbing up a greased wall at a at a certain gradient, how what what's the difficulty modifier? They don't have that written down. Just wing it, dude. Fair but enough. a lot of games like Fate Core stuff like that, they are rules light, but the player has a lot of control of the world. Not so here. It is it is GM Fiat, like the old school games. Like AD&D, well, D&D. We the, all remember the, the famous Gary Gygax quote. A dungeon master rolls dice because he likes the sound. And he rolls them a lot. Yeah, That's not how I do it, actually. Like, listen, pay attention to it. I, I understand. But yeah, Gygax but, uh, yeah, was it, his own thing. Yeah, GM is, is the law in this game. Now, he doesn't throw down the hammer a whole lot, but when it has to be done, that's it. And you move on or you quit playing. Shut up. I like that. Now, everything is a D6. It's a single roll on a D6. That's what makes it easy. Now, the D6 are exploding dice, so you roll six, you roll again, you roll six, you roll again. That's actually really good odds of exploding, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, What's that, 18%? Something like that. You, you can change the, the scope of the game. Uh, you can make it no magic, low magic, or high magic. It's very easy, especially high magic. Stupid easy. Low magic, you add in a talent. I'll, I'll explain it when we get to talents. And for no magic, you just say, man, no magic. And there you go. You don't, you don't need It's called Warrior Rogue and Mage, but you don't need any of those three. And why? Well, let's get into that right now. Let's look at the rules first. You have three stats, three main stats. That's it. Warrior, rogue, and mage. That's where the name comes from. 
the warrior stat is your strength, fitness, and fighting ability. Something that warriors covet. Your warrior stat. Rogue. Well, this is your wit, your stealth, and your dexterity. You're able, you're able to, to sneak. You're able to think on your feet. You're able to uh, hide in shadows. You're able to dodge an attack. That's your rogue stat. And your mage stat is your intelligence, knowledge, wisdom, all rolled into one, along with your magical ability, if you have any. You have 10 points to, to distribute between these three stats. Maximum of six. Anyone can cast a spell as long as they have one point in mage. You can cast a spell. Okay. That means you, you can be a spellcaster. You can have six points in warrior, three points in rogue, and one point in mage. You are oh. you are a warrior who can cast spells. So the name doesn't come from classes, but from stats. It comes from the stats, exactly that right. It makes a lot of sense when you boil I it know, down. Right? I know, right? I know. This, this is pretty neat. I'm like, okay, I'm digging it so far. I so have, I kept going. I have heard of three stat games before, but never boiled down that way. I like it. Yeah. Now, if you have a zero in an attribute, you cannot you cannot roll any associated skill with that attribute. Now, let's say you have a one in warrior. You can roll to attack. You're not going to be great. I mean, you get a d6 plus your stat. And then you add it up, and that that's your that's your roll. And in this game, you're rolling to a target number of some kind, depending on the difficulty of the stat, uh, the difficulty of the action. If you get a zero, if you have a zero warrior ability, which you can do, you can start with a zero warrior. You can six and four of uh, of rogue or mage or rager or or a major rogue or whatever. You just can't uh, you can't climb that wall. You you can't jump that chasm. You can't swing that sword. So, so Raceland has a zero warrior. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. You cannot physically attack anybody. You better, you better be really good at spells. <laughs> really and lying good. to people. And lying to folk, exactly. Now, we go on from that to the figure statistics. There are four of them. All of them come from your three main stats. Makes sense. They're hit points. Yeah, hit points is your warrior attribute plus six. Because remember, warrior is not just strength. It's also fitness. And fitness and endurance is tied directly into your into your uh, hit point total. Mm -hmm. Your mana, which is the your your the what you spend spell points, basically your spell points, what you spend to cast spells, that is twice your mage attribute. Your fate, which I will explain in a minute, is equal to your rogue attribute, and your defense. This is basically your armor class. Is the average of your warrior and rogue attributes rounded down plus four. That's your armor class, or in this in this game they call it defense. Now your fate. This is a minor reality change. This is the only powers that the player actually has that can that can affect game master judgment. This is it, and they do not regenerate easily. All right, you can use a fate to reroll a die or add two to any die you just rolled. All right. Okay. Uh, if if it, if an attack would kill you, you can blow a fate to make that attack miss. Only if it would kill you, not if it would just hit you. Fair enough. Or or be disadvantageous disadvantageous to you. No, it has to kill you, and then you can use a fate and move it away. There, there's even a mechanic in there which I didn't write down here. I didn't what didn't know if I was gonna say it or not, but I might as well. There's even a mechanic in there to where if you meet an NPC, like a, a the game master throws an NPC in your way. You can blow a fate point to make you and the NPC old friends. 
Now, right. what does that do? Well, no, it can do a lot, especially if he's someone you have to interact with to complete the quest or someone you need to buy something from. He's going to give you a discount because you're an old buddy from, from home. You know? So that can become very advantageous. Looking for information, uh, the barkeep. The barkeep happens to be an old friend from your hometown. Hey. Oh, he's going to... He's going to talk to you about everyone that's been in there, you know? So, hey, used properly, these these uh, these these fate these fate scores can be pretty interesting. Now, your, your, your defense is your target number to hit you. So let's say you're an average guy, all right? You have, a, you have a three warrior and a four rogue and a three mage. That's That's 10. There you go. So that's three and four is seven divided by two. It's three and a half rounded down. Oh, sorry, three plus four is seven. Your defense is seven. Someone has to roll a seven to hit you. Remember, they only get one D6 with the possibility of exploding mm-hmm. plus their warrior attribute. So that means they have to roll a four. If they're average with an average of three for warrior, they have to roll a four to hit you being average yourself. So the average attack would basically hit the average defense half the time. Makes sense. They want to make the math easy, so they yeah. did. Okay. So let's go on to the skills. All right. The skills are only there to augment skills and talents, only there to augment your attribute checks. Now, if you are skilled in something, let's say the first on this list, acrobatics. You are skilled in acrobatics. That means whenever you roll your rogue, your rogue skill for doing something like climbing a wall, something acrobatic, you get to add two more to the result. So you get your rogue plus your die roll plus two for something that involves acrobatics. Okay. It's not a huge difference, but when you're only rolling a single D6, small increment bonuses matter a lot. That's very true. The The average success, the average average level difficulty is a seven. So if you have a rogue of three and you roll a three, that's a six. You didn't make the average success. But if you're skilled in it, that's an eight. You made the average, you made the average success with an average roll. That plus two made a big difference. There you go. Now, like, like I said, it's a target number thing. So you have to equal or greater the target number to succeed. So if the target number is a five, you need to roll a five or more, at least a five. That's your target. That's mainly how target number works. I just wanted to go over that again for people who weren't sure about target numbers and thresholds and stuff. I appreciate you that. To... I'm slow sometimes. No, not you. For them, I know you know. Oh, all right. We, we played our time. We understand. <laughs> we had many right. target numbers. Now, talking about gear. Going to gear up. Equipment. Everyone gets 250 silver to buy equipment. The thing is, you start with literally nothing. You are naked. You have to go from the ground up. You have to buy clothes. You have to buy your backpack. You have to buy your food. You have to buy your, your lockpicks. You have to buy your uh, your horses. You have to buy spells. Starting spells cost money. You don't get a free ride, even even in magic school. All right? sounds, Everyone's got to buy their spells. Was it first edition or basic where you had to buy your spells? Remember one of the editions you had to? I believe it was basic. But you have to buy everything. Now, since everyone can use spells as long as they have a one in the mage attribute, and there are no classes, 
There are no classes in this game. No one starts off with anything special. No one starts off with a sword because there are no warriors. No one starts off with lockpicks because there are no rogues. And no one starts off with spells out of the bat because there are no real mages. It's whatever you, however you want to mix it. That's how it works. Now, in this game, there are no encumbrance rules. Just don't get stupid. All right? Look, <laughs> oh, I'm going to put five plate mail armors in my backpack. No, you're not, dude. No, you're not. Stop being dumb. All right? Yes, you so, can take heavy things, but they have to fit in what you're carrying them in. Don't worry. I have an alchemist on horseback in my backpack. Sorry. No. <laughs> not working out for you. If you want an alchemist following you around, you better get him a horse. Well, he has that. They're both in my pack. Sorry, buddy. The horses and alchemists don't fit in your backpack. Aww. That's how it works. So, yeah. Don't be dumb. The faithful should bring come back to burn you if your old friend's being chased by old enemies. Oh, that's a good point, Ravenslayer. I like it. Yeah, that is true. But burning a fate point is supposed to be good for the player. So have, having the GM do that to you... Yeah, that's just a douchey mean. GM. Yeah, it's kind of mean, but hey, if, if the player's being douchey first, hey. That's true. That's it. You know, fair game at that point. Now, let's talk about magic. Magic, let's do that. everybody. Everybody gets magic. Casting. Anyone can cast a spell. All you need is a mage attribute of one. You have to know the spell, which means you have to buy it and have it, have it uh, inscribed in a book. You're good to go. And you have to have enough mana to cast it. Now, uh, each circle of spell, they have four circle, four levels or circles of spells. Each one has a different target number to hit or to successfully cast and a mana cost to initiate the spell. The, my example here is a first level attack spell called Frostburn. It's a blue fire that is so cold it causes burns on the body of your enemies. Sure. Okay. Great. It costs one mana to cast. Pew. It is, a, it is not a very great damaging spell, obviously. It's a first level spell. costs one mana to cast. It's not going to be game changing, right? To, to cast it, you roll a d6, add your mage attribute, and if you have Thaumaturgy as a skill, which gives you, it's a skill for casting spells, it will give you a plus two. So let's say you roll a four. Your mage attribute is four. You roll a four, that's eight. And your Thaumaturgy skill gives you plus two, that's ten. The result is equal or greater than five, which is the target number to successfully cast a first level spell. Oh, you win. Nice. Yeah, makes sense. And you hit. Like I said, first level spells, really easy to cast, really easy to hit people, do not do a whole lot of damage. And they don't cost anything. Now, a mage, since there are no mages, someone casting a spell can wear any armor they want. They can wear plate mail armor and still cast. Fair enough. Problem is, all armor has an armor penalty. An armor penalty can be used for a rogue attribute uh, minus. Like, say you want to climb a rope. Well, you're wearing plate metal armor. It's going to be that harder. But it's mainly used for casting spells. Let's say you're doing that plate metal armor. You have an armor penalty of five. That means all spells cost Ooh, five more mana. That's expensive. To cast. Yes. Yes. That's why uh, warriors who are all armored up usually don't cast spells in combat. They they take healing spells and cast them in between combat. Makes sense. They can take off their armor, cast the spell for on the cheap, heal themselves up, put back on their armor, 
and go about their merry day. Because healing in this game is very much like Dungeons and Dragons, where you don't just rest for a night and, oh, I feel much better in the morning. No, you healed one point, maybe two. Yay. It's not great. So healing magic, uh, having a warrior with one mage point in his attribute is a good idea. Yes. A real good idea. This game actually actively moves you away from super specialization. You never want to zero in anything. You never really even want a one in anything. I agree with that, the, yeah. The minimum attribute you want is a two, and a six seems superfluous. A five is actually the sweet spot. A five is where it's at. Because a five is the target number for an easy task. You're never going to fail an easy task with a five, even with a four, but really the five is a good idea. Seven is an a, is a difficulty for an average task. Okay. Six will six will six will get you an auto success on that as well, but if but you're probably going to roll a two or higher. There's a really good chance you you could use an extra point somewhere else in your three attributes to really shore up your character in so, some other area. So you you want you want to specialize but not over specialize, and the game really steers you in that area. I like that. So that is. That is a warrior, rogue, and mage part one. Huh. Next time, we're going to go into character creation. We're going to make a character for you so you can see the process done. And then we're going to go through the, uh, through the combat order. You're going to go through initiative. We're going to go through rolling, rolling to hit, rolling for damage, uh, possible uh, scenarios where you can dodge, stuff like that. Uh, then, then we're going to look at the bundle books to see if, uh, well, if they are any good. You know, I mean... Uh, sure, they're all free, but should you even take the time to download them? Do you really need them? I'm going to briefly go over that. And at the end, uh, uh, during the next week or so, I'm going to play test, play test it with my family. And I will tell you how it plays. I will tell you how it flows. Does it go well? Is it too clunky? Is it Does it have not enough rules? Is it too light? Do you have to stop every second and think about everything? Sometimes that happens. So, Yeah. Uh, Ravesler asks if your scores go up as your character grows. Yes, yes. The there are you can get to level ten. All right, like I said, it's 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 a very light game. You can get to level ten. So uh, as as you go up in levels, you you have your choice of raising an attribute every so often, just just like in many other games. Yeah, yeah. But you raise one attribute every every few levels or whatever, and uh, that uh, starting attribute maximum is six. That's not your max attribute throughout the game. That's your max starting at character generation. So you don't need to raise something else because, oh, I'm already at a six. No, you can go to seven. It's fine. Through through advancement, you can go to seven. Fair enough. But fair like, enough. like I said, dur during uh, during the character generation and during the, the playthrough, we'll go over all the leveling up and stuff like that and what you get. We'll go over all that next time. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Heathen Dog. As You're always, welcome. everyone. What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Warrior Rogue and Mage? Any suggestions for future games? I don't have my thoughts are it seems interesting, maybe too simplified, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah I'm worried about that too. I'm yeah, worried about that too. That's why I want to play test it, because it could be weird. Well I think with a simplified system it largely depends on how much the game master can roll with it. Like yeah. if someone ends up grappling someone that's not in the rules, you have to quickly say, Oh well just do this, you know. Well, so, they, they, they do have in, in the game, they do have uh, contested roles. 
So, so they have good. that rule. So grappling would be a contested role, I imagine. Usually, I would think so, yes. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, Heathen Dog. And as always, don't miss an episode. You can follow him on Twitch. You get notifications. Say, hey, I want to know when this happens. And even better, wow, subscribe, because that's insane, because there's giveaways, and you get stuff. And that's great, because it's, well, that costs money, but you get games and stuff. It's really awesome. And you can subscribe to YouTube with notifications. Zap, 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 and there, everything's better. Life is good. Merry Christmas. So for more Heathen Dogma, you can check out Heathen Dog on YouTube, his past segments, current segments, and in RPG segments, team-ups with uh, various people, mainly me. Uh, see past streams. Watch the, the joys of victory and the sadness of soul-crushing defeat in Heathen Dog YouTube videos. It's the crushing defeat, the crushing, uh, life crushing ones are fun just because you could laugh. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not gonna, it's it's the game that must not be named. Yeah, it's not even on the list. But, no, it's uh, not, I took it off the list. We're not gonna mention it. But it's good times. Baldar, it, I swear to God, I will ban you. <laughs> Coffee times is very, yeah. And Heathen Dog streams Monday at 8 p.m. Central, Call of Cthulhu, getting all creeped out and stuff. Vlog says, I want to say something about the soul crushing, but I want but I'll get timed right. out if I do. That's true. <laughs> actually, actually, uh Monday I, I'm going to show the end scenes for Call of Cthulhu because I reached the end. Oh. And at the very end of my last week's stream, uh my OBS crashed. Oh no. So no one saw the actual, you know, Cthulhu rising out of the water. Oh, well, spoiler alert, thanks. Oh, that's a good point. Spoiler! <laughs> Cthulhu rises out of the water. No, I'm kidding. You kind of had yeah, to see so, that coming. So I'm going to show that and then move on to this War of Mine because because uh, Max Liao got me all the DLCs. Ah, this War of Mine is a good game. Yes. It's it, it's very depressing and soul-crushing. Yeah. But, you know, if, what was his name, Bjorn could just figure out how to not die. <laughs> was there water, says Elgar? That totally ruined it for me. Nice. And now it's time the second Steam Gate giveaway! Ding, ding, ding. Gremlins Incorporated! Yes, we're giving away Gremlins Incorporated to everyone, so sign up. All you got to do is type in exclamation point. Let's make this easy. L-O-M. <laughs> I got five minutes to sign up for Gremlins Incorporated. Uh, think of it as a insane automated board game. It's like Evil Monopoly, but not because there's no rolling and moving. How would you describe it, Heathen Dog? That is not a good description. No, no, it's not. Uh, I because I didn't really read into it because you had me peaked with the trucker thing. <laughs> You're like, you actually know the trucker, and not, I, I got I got to look up. The uh, Gremlins so Incorporated I... is actually a very interesting uh, computer. It's almost a board game. Uh, you can play by yourself. You can play with multiple people, and basically, you try. Everyone plays off a deck they all share a deck so you kind of know what cards are in there once you get to know the systems of course and you are trying to take control of the business empire against other goblins and you there are different cards for cheating political influence money power and you're trying to get all these things to be the winner at the end to be the the head gremlin you can actually take vacations in prison uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh talk about corruption hey al capone did it uh, so it looks uh, it's very highly rated it, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive on Steam for it uh, you could even go into spectator mode and watch other people play and comment on their games 
and they could comment on yours, I suppose. So, cool. hi- highly interesting game. I would play this game. It's a good game. But we got a little, about three minutes left in the giveaway, so everybody sign up. Exclamation point, LOM, Gremlins Incorporated. I'm going to go blow my nose for a second. Well, that's not helpful. It's helpful for me. Well, I suppose so. Yeah, uh, if you want to go to Steam right now, look it up. Uh, it's very interesting game. Visually interesting. Has almost a steampunk art style to it. You can tell this guy has goggles and gears on his hat for no reason, so it must be steampunk. Is steampunk over? I feel like it's over. Like it hit critical mass and then just kind of went over. It's still there. It's always going to be there. Like Firefly fans, they'll always be there, but the critical mass has passed. Yeah, that's could right. Be. I said it. I said it, it could Firefly be. fans. I like Firefly too, but I do. I'm willing to admit it. Actually, the uh... Bravely said, "Don't diss steampunk." I wasn't dissing it. I'm just no, saying. No, we're that... just saying. We're just saying it's 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 cyclic. You know, it comes and goes. It, it's like a tide. You know, it rolls in, it rolls out. Right now, it seems to be rolling out. That's I, all we're saying. Like I said, hit critical mass. Yeah. It hit yeah. saturation, uh, and you know, and now it's going wait, back. Wait, wait. Uh, so speaking of Firefly, uh, the uh, the uh, new um, ship, the, the 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 winter ship on uh, Star Trek Online. Very much reminds me of a Reaver ship, with all the fire it coming out fire of it, everywhere. smoke and stuff. Yeah, it shoots fire everywhere, and it looks very angular and angry. You know, you could actually you know? take some of the visuals for that and use them on other ships. No, get out. Yep, yep. Wow. Yep. Your, well, you could, at, your ship could be on fire. I'm at 440 out of 1,000 points already, so, so you're I'm good. almost. You're uh, close. You're good. 44% there, baby. Yeah, you're almost there. Yeah. That's gonna be. El- Elgarian does not like it. It's it's not aesthetically pleasing to him. So, no, really, he's just lazy and won't log in once a day for five minutes. To well, do the you know, thing. it's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants his ship to be sleek and beautiful, like a fish. Yes. Like yes. like the space like fish. fish. Like my science fish. Yes. Is it a time fish or a science fish? He's playing the science fish. That's what I'm playing. It's ugly. Yes, I'm playing You're you're playing the tier six science fish. He's playing the tier three science or tier two science fish. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So so I guess I have the time fish. Yes. I like the that old stupid looking ball science ship. I don't know something about it. Like a tardigrade. Like a tardigrade. It's all it's it's all round and chubby. Chubby yet pointy in parts. Forty-six seconds. Join this giveaway. Almost got a good amount of people in there. If you haven't in there, you can get in. Get Gremlins Incorporated, where your lying and cheating ways will finally do you good mm. or bad. Actually, th- uh, this this sounds like a really uh, trimmed down version of uh, Republic of Rome. Remember that game? Yeah. Oh, uh, that that ruined a lot of friendships. The game is described. As a how is it? Ah, it's a very like Monopoly and Mario Party, but there's no mm. role to move, so I don't know why people say that. But it has some crazy elements to it, so I think you're trying to say that because people know these games, even though the game they have is nothing like. Yeah, that. right, right. Yeah. Ah, oh, time has expired. All right. Let's see. Oh, I like the I can't go fast. That's good. Let's see who the winner is. All right, we're gonna pick a winner. The winner, Raven Slayer. Ah, Raven Slayer, you win! Woo! Yes, Woo! Go ahead and give us a whisper, and we—I will send you your key. Absolutely. Congratulations, you have earned the game 
of Gremlins Incorporated. Woo. I need to, need to clear my valves a little bit. <clears throat> clear the mechanism. All right, everyone. I think you've earned this. Garthon's comic Paul! Garthon gets comics. He reads them. He thinks Garth about them. He tells you about them. Number one, Shazam! Exclamation point right in the title. Number right one. There, so you gotta scream it. Yeah. You have to. Written Rules. by Jeff Johns, art by Dale Eaglesham, color colors by Mike Atier, Atreyu, whatever. <laughs> I just want to say Atreyu. Uh, cover by Dale Eaglesham. I think the art in the book is better than this cover. Cover's all right. All right, what's it about? It says saving the world and trying to pass math. I think the cover is trying too hard. I actually got the alternate cover, which is way better. That's that's the alternate. That that's a much better cover. But they're trying to show like Shazam currently is not a heavy book. Um, written by Jeff Johns. This iteration of Shazam was actually introduced during the New 52. What was that? Eight years ago? Mm. Seven, five, something like that. It was a while ago. Um, New 52 is going to come up again later. Uh, where DC relaunched all their books, and in the new version, uh, Shazam had a limited series giving his background story, written by Jeff Johns. And when they formed the New Justice League, Shazam was on the Justice League. And he was a powerhouse member who can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Superman like he should be able to. Right. Um, this book, Shazam finally gets his own series eight years after the fact and after New 52 has been largely disavowed. But they keep his origin story from New 52 because it worked. It was good. They keep it completely. And Jeff Johns wrote that. And he writes this. And I wonder... This is just in my brain. I wonder... If Jeff Johns wrote these issues, at least the first few, at the same time he wrote that Shazam origin, and then was told, oh, we're not doing a Shazam series. He went, oh, and like just kept on his computer. Then then when he kept pitching, hey, that Shazam guy, they finally, well, they got a movie coming out, I guess. Woohoo! And he just used the scripts he already had available. I guess something like that happened. So, uh, who knows who Shazam is? The Big Red Cheese. Yes. All right. I knew. All right, good. Uh, actual name is his actual hero okay. name is supposed to be Captain Marvel. All right. Hang on. I gotta. I gotta yeah, I gotta we gotta ban the these idiots. I gotta hit the ban hammer. Well, there's yep. two of them. We probably need to go. Uh, some people are dumb. I know. Anyway, so uh, this is what the interior art of the book looks like. The first couple of pages actually just give you a retell, uh, like a two-page retelling of the Shazam limited series that told you his background basically gives it to you in two pages and it skips a lot of stuff, but it works. Basically a kid named Billy Batson was an orphan. He was not the greatest kid. Um, a long time ago, I think something is lying. So, um, a long time ago, there are this conclave of wizards who kept the world safe and they couldn't find anyone worthy of giving their power to. Eventually, they all died off, except one. They hid themselves in the world. Billy Batson, the last wizard, uh, was his name was Shazam. He was about to die. And Billy Batson came, his came upon him, and the wizard Shazam was like, I can't pass by this, this kid. This kid sucks. And then he went and actually looked into his heart and said, well, the kid's kind of a punk. He's not mean, but he has a bad reputation. He's an orphan, but... 
His heart is pure. He actually sticks up for people. The reason he's always in fights is because he can't stand bullies, and he helps the kids who are getting picked on. The reason he doesn't do well in school is because he's busy helping other people with their homework. All these things like that made him look like a bad kid is because he has good intentions. So, and the wizard finds it, well, I wish we could do better, but time's short, and I'm giving my power to you, and then he dies. And Billy Bass is like, wait, what? I don't understand! And, you know, so he basically was given cosmic phenomenal powers to equal Superman and has no idea what to do with them or how it works. He could do crazy magic stuff. Like one of the things, he, he lives in a, he's an orphan, lives in a halfway house. I mean, a foster family uh, with four or five of their kids. And during the course of the miniseries, he actually was able to, when he called Shazam, impart the power of Shazam to them as well. He got Mary Marvel and all the, all the others. They have been banned, yes! As they should be, because they are dumb. Yeah, I had to wait until they actually uh, scrolled up because it I, I couldn't hit the ban button because it was beneath the screen. So I'm like, God dang it. I got to wait. I got to wait. And then I finally was able to do it. Elgarian rejoices, the angels sing. So the uh, basically, he has magic powers. They're crazy. Sometimes he, he'll like call Shazam and to try and affect. Like in the Justly series, at one part he was uh, alone on the watch of a cyborg. And he was complaining how bored they were on Watchtower duty. And he's like, well, why don't you use your magic to do something about it? He's like, I'll do that. Shazam! And lightning bolt appeared. And then it made a foosball table. And they're like, oh. Well, I guess we can play. Cause he has no control of what it does. He has no idea. But he knows the only Shazam will turn him into Captain Marvel. But they can't say Captain Marvel. Even though he was Captain Marvel before Marvel had was even called Marvel. They were timely comics. But through a whole bunch of series of not filing trademarks and things going back and forth between companies. Marvel owns Captain Marvel. And the original Captain Marvel now has to call himself Shazam. But if he actually says Shazam, the lightning bolt will strike and it will, like, change him from Shazam back into Billy Batson. Mm. Ravenslow said he had to block him. Ah, good. I'm glad you did. Oh, did they bother you too? Well, those guys are dorks. Why do you even get out of that? Anyway. Let's, that's background. We don't. That's very long. So this book, basically, the main theme is it reintroduces Captain Marvel, the Marvel family, Alex, and all those characters back into the fold. Uh, basic plot: they're on a school trip to a museum. Stuff's going on. These bad guys show up. They try to rob the museum. He uh, there's a brief distraction. He yells Shazam, turns to Captain Marvel, and runs in there. And they're like, who is this guy? He's like, I'm, I'm, well, I can't say who I am because he can't say Shazam because it'll turn it into. And then people start making up names for him, like, you know, Captain Sparkle and stuff like that. It's like, no, that's, uh, dang it. They, you know, brief fight and the rest of the Marvel family goes off and they Shazam up. So they have their powers and they run in and they easily take down the guys. And there's a lot of fun banter back and forth about what they're calling themselves like the Lightning League or the Thunder Brigade. You know, they're trying to come up with some name for themselves, you know. Um, I, there's actually uh, kind of a neat part later when they're at dinner where, like, where they're talking about how they need to come up with a name for themselves. Like, like I need a name for myself that I can actually say. Something like Captain Mar, and then it gets cut off by someone else talking. You know, cute little end jokes like that. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but basic plot, foil the robbery, the family decides to understand what's going on. 
they end up exploring the the wizard's lair a little further than they had before, and they find a whole room they never knew was there that's called the station that links to some sort of magical subway that could take them places. They have no idea how anything works still. They're still trying to figure it out. And while they're doing this, there's a knock on their foster home's door, and when the foster parents answer it, uh, there's a guy who looks a lot like Cap, like Shazam, like standing out there, says, excuse me, I, is Billy Batson here? I need to speak with him. I'm his father. Dun, dun, dun. And that's where it ends. Um, shocking twist ending, which shouldn't mm. happen because his parents are like dead and stuff. Yeah, he's an orphan. Uh, there's also a sub story about how Mary, uh, Mary Marvel, uh, first ended up joining the foster home and making friends there. And a little cute thing about uh, the Shazam bunny getting its powers. Yes, that was a thing in the Golden Age. And Jeff Johns brought it back, and I don't blame him because it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Hey, Crypto's back in canon. <laughs> oh, God. I'm waiting for Streaky the Super Cat to come back. I think he is back. Anyway. So, Shazam, to my Jeff Johns. Basically, this issue is to reintroduce you to the character and everything if you missed the reintroduction of New 52. And since it was like eight years ago... And he hasn't been anywhere since. Right. Yeah. Well, probably for like five, six years, he's been nowhere. And they don't even mention him. And I've always been a big fan of the Big Red Cheese. Uh, so I was really happy with this current interpretation of him. I like Jeff John's take on the character. There's a big focus on family and what it means to protect others. Um, because while Superman might be the Boy Scout, Shazam is, well, the Cub Scout. He's a kid trying to live in an adult world and his idea of morality is that of a child. It's very black and white. There's good guys and bad guys. Even Superman says, well, you know, there's gray areas. You know, there's right? some gray. Yeah. But he still thinks of things as a child and sees mm-hmm. things that way. There's good and there's bad, you know, bad guys get punched and go to jail. And you know, that's that. Yeah. And Ravenslayer has a point though. Why is this book five bucks? It's a very thick book. I, I've glossed over a lot. It's a big, oh, thick okay. book. That's why. Okay, got it. Uh, generally, right. DC books are not $5. DC books are generally, was it $3? $3.50? 3 or three, $3.25, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, but certain giant size, full glossy, special issues like this one, yeah, it's 5 bucks. Okay. The, preview, the ongoing issues, I'm certain, will not be. Um, or they might be. Eh, comics have gotten expensive. I remember when they were 50 cents. I remember when they were 35 cents. Mm. I remember buying them for 75. I remember they were 25 cents. I can get four for a dollar, says Ravenslayer. I never bought them then. Like I said, the cheapest I ever bought them with my own money was 75 cents. And I do miss those days. But one of the reasons comics have gotten more expensive, well, many reasons. People argue about that all the time. Um, they use higher quality paper than they used to. It used to be printed on newsprint. Now it's printed on glossy paper. It yeah. used to be printed with a cheaper printing process. Now it's very expensive. Now it's a very... Like a, like a dot matrix. Yeah, basically like yeah, the four-color printing process that was cheaper. Now they're using, you know, advanced printing processes or if it looks photorealistic. You know, all these things make the book more expensive. Uh, so does the Diamond's cheesy monopoly on distribution. <clears throat> but if they went back to putting the books on, you know, a, a glossy cover and new stock paper, you know... People would throw a hissy fit, even if the price of the book went down to two bucks. People would just throw an absolute fit, you know. Mm. So if you want the high quality book, you got to pay the high quality price. All right. Conversely, it's a cheap start. Remember, there was fifteen cents, so my dad was buying them. 
Yeah, I remember getting it for 50 cents when my parents were buying them. But what did I think of Shazam number one? I thought it was a great reintroduction of the character. I really did. Um, I'm not sure... I'm more up to speed simply because I read the miniseries, and I own the miniseries. That came out years ago. I'm not sure how great it would be for a new introduction. I don't know how... I enjoyed the book, but if I was totally unknown about the character, would I want to grab it? You know, would I pick this up, read it, say, oh, I need to get more of that? Well, That's the now, question. Yeah, I, I think they're reintroducing now because of the movie that's coming out. People could hear about that and then want to grab the comic. Absolutely. And I yeah. think that as... I'm not sure how the movie's going to portray everything, but I think it's going to be reasonably close there in that you got Billy Batson living with the same foster parents. Uh, you're going to see... Um, I was pretty sure you see a very close comparison. Um, the depiction of Shazam is going to be different, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but I enjoyed the book. I did not super love it. But I really enjoyed it. And just because Baldahar's here, <gasps> if that's double-sized $5, I'd pick it up as a special. Yeah, it is a double-sized issue. There's a lot to it. Four stars! There it is. For Shazam number one. Really enjoyed the book. Really had a good time. I thought the interior art was great most of the time. The coloring I loved, actually. So, love the colors. Great pop. And the big bright red suit. That just pops. So, don't like this cover. Alternate cover, much better. Really? Yeah. I showed you the, the cover, cover you have? Yeah, the cover I have oh. is better. It's Shazam flying. And there's like lightning. It's like blah, blah, blah. Oh, lightning, Shazam. It's more dynamic. Yeah, but there's uh, some good dialogue in there. A good building of characters. Good building of family. I really enjoyed it. Next. Fantastic Four Wedding Special, number one. There's only one of them, but it has to have a number. And it's not the 90s, so it's not number zero. Right. Okay. Written by Gail Simone, Dan Slott, and Fred Hembeck. Art, Laura Braga, Mark Buckingham, Mark Farmer, and Fred Hembeck. Colors, Jesus Tabertov, Matt Yaki. Megan Wilson. Cover, Carlos Pacheco and Romulo Fajardo Jr. No slide of the alt cover? No. I could have, but I, I guess I... In the future, if there's alt covers I have, I'll put slides of those as well. Because usually I just say, yeah, I have this cover. All right. The reason on this book... I have the alt cover for this one, too, with She-Hulk on it. She-Hulk. The, uh... It's a good cover, though. The... This book has three stories in it. And look, they're actually showing Ben Grimm is Jewish now. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. And you're supposed to you're supposed to wrap that glass in a napkin. Jeez. Yeah, it's not going to hurt him. Well, no. And Still. his wife doesn't worry about putting an eye out. She's blind. Yeah, she's blind. That was terrible. You're a that bad was true, person. Though. It's absolutely true, though. <laughs> yeah, so, well, uh, in very early depictions, you know, they showed they never showed the thing. They never said he was Christian or Protestant or whatever. Mm. But they just show him as like some Christmas stuff. But uh, they were he was asked about the thing one day, Stan Lee. And he said one day in an interview, like, you know, the thing is Jewish. They went, what? Yeah, when me and Kirby created him, we always thought of him as a Jewish character. And I went, oh, really? Like, yeah. Grim is, you know. And so that after Stan Lee said that in an interview one day, Marvel instantly went, yes, he's Jewish. And they started showing him doing some Jewish things after that. So I like that. Why not? It makes sense. I mean, come on. Ben Grimm's a mensch. He always has been. But the there's three stories in this book. The first one is 
uh, Invisible Girls Gone Wild, which is the depiction of the bachelorette party for... I just forgot. Alicia Masters. Alicia Masters. I was going to say Alicia Masters. That's not right. Of Alicia Masters. Um, and let's, let's... I got some art from that. Starts out with some weird, like, someone's crazy obsession with Mole Man. And then it goes to the art with all these people showing up for Alicia Masters' bachelorette party with Invisible Girl and Jennifer Who's Walters. The tattooed lady? Huh? Who's the uh, that's, lady? uh, Lina? Uh, no, Ricky. She, I, okay. I don't worry about her. But she's a rock star or something? But she's a fantastic four hanger on. But then, like, Crystal shows up, Medusa shows up, uh, Jen Walters, aka She Hulk, shows up. Ravenslayer shaming you for not knowing Alicia Master's name. Shame. I know her name. Shame. I know her name. <laughs> but the uh, uh, basic story is they're going to have a girls' night out for a bachelorette party. They go to a male strip club, which is superhero themed. Uh, their driver is a guy who's actually from Latveria. Doesn't is, sound great. <laughs> is it, as soon as you see Latveria driver, you're like, okay, when does Doctor Doom show up? You know, he doesn't, by the way. That's just a funny moment where where uh, Hugh Torch is like, all right, girls, hurry up and leave because we got a night of debauchery ahead of us. And then he flies outside. He's like, ah. Oh. And stepping out of the limo is Jen Walters, Medusa, and Crystal. Uh, Crystal's his ex-wife. Jen Walters is an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so it's a little awkward. I think Medusa's yeah, uh, an ex-girlfriend, too. I have, a, I have a question. Uh, it's along the lines of Ravenslayer's question. The artwork here, he says old school. I'm going to say basic. Yeah, I'm not super fond of the interior no. art for this one. No, the interior art looks like it should have been done 20, 30 years ago. Right. This is done by Laura Braga. Um, I'm not super fond of it. It's okay. It's serviceable. I mean, it's serviceable, but uh, yeah. you, as, as you can see. It's not bad. I, no, no, but as the, as the thing gets smaller, he gets like less and less detailed and when he's large he's like man that's is that the most detail you get yeah I and mean, also like super basic on the first page that bottom panel is actually pulled from an old 1960s ff comic so mm. that's why that art looks like that that's old Kirby well yeah, yeah 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 uh the other stuff is i kind of like the mole man face on the on the model body it's kind of funny but the but the lack of detail yeah and... I, i'm not super fond of it and no, it never no. really the art never gets great Oh, really? No. Well, in all this right. story. And that's all, unfortunately, art I could find online was from the first story for some reason. And you don't have a scanner, do you? No, I don't. I could take pictures. I thought about it. It doesn't look as good. But the... Anyway, they go to strip club. It's superhero themed, which is kind of funny. Uh, and while... And during that time... Uh, like, someone says, Alicia, how... Basically, like, like how'd you get a hook with Ben Grimm and... You know, how, it's like, don't mind me asking. She's like, well, you know, I'm a sculptor. I, you know, I, I live with stone and stuff. I like it. And But the, you know, Ben's always been there no matter what. He's never looked at my hand mm -hmm. and I've never looked at his. And basically just saying that Ben is so wonderful and awesome. And that's why I love him. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Uh, then the strip club gets invaded from underground by a giant drilling machine. Moloids Guess who? The Moloids come out. Rawr! And when... They beat up them up, and She-Hulk is like, "Ah, you interrupt sensitive dance!" And because they're watching the strippers, um, 
And you're asking, like, why take a blind girl to a strip club? They actually uh, bring that up in that, you know, they have a special service for blind girls. And, like, Alicia has to take off Iron Man's – or naughty stripper Iron Man's armor. So she has to, like, feel him up a little bit. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. why not? Hey. Um, but – and then after they beat a bunch of moloids, out from there steps Kala, dressed like Mole Man. Uh, Kala's a B-list villain. Who okay. briefly – tried to marry the Mole Man, and then the Mole Man ditched her. Oh. So that's why the original page is like her, you know, with pictures of the Mole oh, Man. Oh, she did that with all yeah, the Yeah, she did that. Because yeah. she's obsessed yeah. with the Mole Man. So she decides that, you know, if she can't be happy with, with the Mole Man, so they're not happy. So she's going to go and destroy Ben Grimm's wedding so they can't be happy either, because no one should be happy. And that will impress the Mole Man enough that, she'll, that he'll take her back. Genius. Genius. Absolute genius. Absolute genius. So much pummeling happens, after which the mole man, during which the mole man shows up, and says, "All right, moloid, stop, go home." Call's like, "Oh, look what I've done for you!" It's like, "What do you? No, it's not happening. It's not happening." It's like you don't, you don't know what love is. You know obsession. That's different. I can't. I, I'm happy with someone else. You're crazy. And it's like, wow, this is, if the mole man has to tell you how to I know, I know. If the mole man thinks you're a little weird, you got to be gone. Right. So she's like, but, but it's like, no. And then he, you know, goes to, if it's a woman, he's like, I'm sorry about this. She's nuts. I didn't want any of this to happen. I'm not trying to enter your wedding. You know, I'm very happy. And he's like, well, are you going to, are you going to try Southwest? He's like, look, I live in a cave miles beneath the earth. I said from everything. You know, uh, where's where's this quote? It's actually pretty good. Let me let me get it. Let me get it. Because she says, because uh, he actually goes up and hands Invisible Woman a sack, and then says, "Forgive me, Miss Storm Richards. I came only to wish the bride my sincere congratulations. Would you please give this to her?" It's like, wait, wait, Harvey, you hate the Fantastic Four. Why would you do this? And he pauses and says. I live in a cave, miles under the Earth's crust, Invisible Woman, without another human being in sight. And I still found someone who cares for me, whom I care for in return. Not talking about Kala, I'm someone else. And how can I deny that to another? You see, unlike poor Kala, I do believe in love. And he leaves. I'm like, aw, that's sweet! Aw, Mole Man's got a heart. And when they open the bag, it's full of giant diamonds. Which is cool. And, uh... After that, you know, like, oh, our night's ruined, and they find out that their driver, the reason he was so grumpy, isn't because he's Latverian and hates the Fantastic Four. It's because that night was his wedding anniversary, but his car company made him take that gig. He was hoping to go home early. So they end up, like, using the rest of the night to to take him out and give him and his wife the anniversary of their dreams while they go, you know, like, drink and party in the background, you know. Basically, take them all to the of these places and have a good time, and, you know, that's kind of sweet, you know. At the end, you know, oh, thank you so much for making us so, so happy. And, you know, then they drive him back home in the fantastic car. So, happy ending. Story's okay. It, the story's cheesy. It has a happy, eh, happy arc, but it's like, kind of like, I liked some stuff in it, but a lot of characters at moments are just totally out of character. Medusa and Crystal are never in character. The whole time. You know. Um, I still hate dumb Hulk. I still hate dumb She-Hulk. And when Jen Walter She-Hulk's out, she's goes, oh, you stop dance. You know, she's at, nah. which is her current character. But I hate it. So there's so many people out of character. The story I just can't get with it. And it's just a, 
the overall points is fine. The art's not that good. It put a smile on my face, but it's still like, eh, eh, you know, eh, eh. All right, second story. The second story is written by Dan Slott. That's good to go to the cover. Uh, it, the art is a lot better than that. I wish I had kept it. I wish I had images of it. The art for the cover looks more like the art for the second story. <laughs> That's what the second story looks like. Uh, ben Grimm puts on a suit, kisses his fiance goodbye, flies off on his fantastic cycle to go to the raft, the supervillain prison. And while he's in there, you know, there's like fancy like, oh, I'm going to get you, Ben. I'll kill you thing. You got nothing. And he's not talking to the guards. And there's this one guy from the cell keeps yelling at him. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the story. Actually, in the whole book. This story is the best in the book. Uh, while he's walking by with the cells, the guy's like, if I get out of here, you're dead, Grim. I'll bash your little face into pebbles, rock man. And then Grim leans over and whispers, hey, pulverizer, how'd you do in your GED? Oh, I did great, Ben. Thanks for the tutoring. I'm going to go for my college degree now. You could do it, man. And then he yells, you hear me, Grim? You're dead. I, I found that funny. You know, keeping up the tough guy appearance with the other prisoners, but you no, know, Ben's still willing to help him out. But Ben's a mensch. Um, but he's going there to uh, to a high-security prison cell, double locks, magnetically sealed, hermetically sealed, lead, you know, everything around, every single safeguard they could possibly put in the way. Like, all right, you're not even allowed in there for more than five minutes. You know? It's like, remember, keep your distance. On no account, hand him anything. Ben's like, understood. He goes in through the doors, and inside is the puppet master, who is Alicia Master's father. Yeah. Well, stepfather. Well, father enough. Yeah, raised her, essentially. Um, it was actually his experiments with the uh, radioactive clay that made her blind and killed her father. Oops. Well, he pushed her father into the clay, and the accident turned her blind, and he always felt guilty about that. So that's why he oh. raised her the best he could. So, and the way they draw the puppet master in this looks like Kirby did it. Not total, I'm ripping off how Kirby draws, but the oddly shaped head. the, the Kirby-esque. Yeah, the Kirby-esque eyebrows, the heavy inky. It looks like Kirby would approve. I love... Oh, so, so it's more of an homage yeah, than anything I, else. I love the way he draws the puppet master in this. And even certain scenes of drawing the thing are very Kirby-esque. Um, so the guy, the artist for the second one... Uh, who was Mark Buckingham and Mark Farmer. Uh, Mark Buckingham did the inks. Mark Farmer did the... Pe- uh, wait. Buckingham was pencils. Farmer was inks. They did a fantastic job. Everything's fantastic about the story. Um, and he basically says, I can't believe you came here, Mr. Grimm. That's sorry, how his, his, the security's so tight on him. And he's like, he's like, I really want to know what it's like. They think that I'm going to hydrate to clay somewhere they won't find. Like, I want colon cancer, please. And don't get me wrong. I understand the need for all the caution. If I can even get one doll, I can have the governor free me with a full pardon. Or make the president cause a nuclear strike. And then you see things like, whoa, jeez. Uh, never thought of it like that. That's dark, Phil. <laughs> so, I, I love that line. It's like, well, that's, that's dark, Phil. Uh, but Ben basically says, look, I, I need something from you. I come... I'm a stand-up guy, I'm kind of old school, but now I need to tell you this. I've asked your daughter to marry me, and she said yes, and I'm here to ask for your blessing. And just the look of shock on his, and horror on his face is just fantastic. And he's like, you want my blessing? Old school values, tradition, a code. Hmm, doing the honorable thing. 
I want you to listen closely, Thing. I want you oh. to remember. Remember these words till your last days on Earth. You're a good man, Ben Grimm. I know you love my daughter as much as I do. You protect me kind to her. You would make Felicia happy, but... Oh, who am I kidding? You have my blessing. I, I like that. It's like, wait, and Ben's like, what? Uh, really? He's like, you know, you have my blessing, son. And he's like, oh, well, I'll be. So Ben flies back. And, oh, hey, so where'd you go? Oh, what great. Like, gives her a big kiss. Oh, it's wonderful. And uh, gives Felicia a big kiss. Oh, hot diggity. I got to go call the rabbi. Let him know what's You call Buttercup. He's like, oh, of course, they'll be there just a second. And after she hears him shut the door. I'll be seeing just a minute, dear. She pulls a radioactive doll, a Puppet Master doll of the Puppet Master out of her apron pocket and stores it away. Oh, she... Oh, dark. Oh, Ravenslayer says, no, dark. Jen Walters is anything but dumb. Is this book from 2006? This book is from 2018. Jen Walters is smart. She-Hulk is now dumb because of terrible writing. Yes, they really lobotomized She-Hulk. Well, how many years ago was that? It was like three, four years ago? Two. Oh, it God. just happened. They just really screwed her over. Um, They're like, after, oh no, we, we, we don't have a Bruce Banner anymore who's all tortured and sad yeah, and, and not yeah. in control. We gotta we gotta screw somebody else over. Instead of creating a new character, you took a you took a perfectly functional character yeah. and screwed her up. Yeah, basically turned her into Hulk because you thought yeah. that'd be fun. Uh, during the events of Secret Wars, the most recent Secret Wars, not to confuse the original Secret Wars or Secret Wars Two or Secret War. Or Secret War 2. But the most recent Secret Wars, because Marvel is dumb that way. Uh, they Captain Marvel had the brilliant idea of like, hey, let's preemptively beat up bad guys when Time Dude here says that they're going to do it. This guy has to see the future. He says Thanos is going to attack. Let's jump Thanos right now and stop him. And Thanos nearly killed She-Hulk. Mm. And he's like, why are you attacking me? And with his indignant rage, he attacked his own home for no reason. Um, he nearly killed her. Uh, and they said that gave her like issues because you can't handle it. And so at first she couldn't turn to Hulk at all because the rage and the terror. Terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. So now it's... she she'll turn the Hulk freely, but the Hulk is now me Hulk dumb and strong. And she's no yeah. longer drawn like the sensational She Hulk. She's drawn like someone's drawing the Hulk and putting circles for boobs on it. Yeah, uh, roided out. Yeah, uh, female yeah. wrestler. Yeah. yeah, it just looks. No, very few. I have not met anyone who's like, I love what they've done with She-Hulk. I have not met yeah. a single comic nerd no. who said that, male or female. Yeah, I, I only read one book when when you when you uh, a couple years ago when you uh, complained about it. Yeah, when you reviewed it and it was sucky, I was like, I gotta read that. I did, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, the She-Hulk oh series that was it Mariko Tamako or something wrote. It was absolutely god awful, and I'm glad it's gone. Hopefully, eventually they fix She-Hulk. Uh, but that story was great. I loved that story so much. Um, there's that kind of like, is this a dark ending where Alicia Masters puts away the doll? You have to ask questions. Did she actually influence her father? Did she need yeah. to? Yeah. Does she have other dolls? Does she influence people? Or is it that uh, one time just to be sure? Because she knows that if Ben didn't get her father's he might, blessing. He might have called it off. He yeah. wouldn't, no, I don't think he would. He wouldn't call it he off. Might have, he would have been conflicted. It would have caused right. him pain. It just, would have she eat, want that. it just would have eaten him up forever. Yeah. It would have. It would have. It would always be in the back of his mind. Right. So it's always best. So it was better for Ben Grimm's happiness and health and the health of their wedding just to do it. Yeah. So is that it but or is it? it? No, is that a slippery slope? Yeah. So that's what I'm questioning. Exactly. Like, ooh, is, yeah. I, hope to, I really, really hope yeah. they don't turn her into a villain. 
That's well, the last you know thing the world she, needs. She could slip, and this eh. is the first indication. You know, I don't know. But then again, she's if she's had access to the clay this long, and she hasn't used it. Well, has she? They uh, haven't said. But I'm hoping. Yeah, not. exactly. We don't I, know. I, that's just too obvious to turn to a villain. It's like, oh, really? Well, no, no. What, what's less obvious is she has been using it the entire time, just smarter Ugh. than her adopted father on the on the down low. Maybe not always for herself. Maybe eh, for knows? other people. Who yeah, knows? We don't know. We don't but, know. They, they, they could go a creative way with right. this. But like I said, it is a, it's nice. I like it, and that is something that's thought-provoking. Yeah. It's one of those... Like, yeah, maybe she's not using it for evil, but right. using it at all may be considered evil. It's also know. possible she only has one doll, and it's only yeah. of her it, father just to keep well. him in check. Could be that, but that wouldn't be a very good story. It would be, saying. but you never know. You never know. So I really liked that story. It was a great setup, great execution. Loved the art, loved everything about it. Uh, she's had it for years. If you look at the panels through the years, side panels, could be really okay. Um, I what's interesting is when they show her put the doll away. Um, actually, it's po- yeah. actually the, actually she's right in that when you've seen Alicia Masters' workshop for years, there has been a doll of the puppet master. So it is possible she's had that for years and years. Hmm. She mm. hasn't used it to stop him from being evil this entire time. Uh, well, wow. he's been in prison for a very long time now. Oh, well, okay. But when she puts away the canister, the canister has something written on it in Braille. I don't know what it is, like if it's father or danger or, you know, how to control your husband in six simple steps. I don't know. But it's... It's, We we can't see it very well because a lot of it's disappeared because of the green screen. Ah, darn it. There's a puppet master. I love how they draw a puppet master. Looks very 1960s. But the... Yeah, I really love that story. The last story is a two-page filler by Fred Hembeck. If you like Fred Hembeck, you like it. If you don't like Fred Hembeck, you hate it. If you're saying, who's Fred Hembeck, don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. Um, Two-story comedy filler. And I'm not even going to bother mentioning it because it was really pretty boring even for Hembeck. So overall... I almost feel like I need to give this two ratings. Hmm. I'm not going to. Because I loved the second story. The third story, I'm not even considering two-page comedy filler. The first story, I thought was okay. It it was sweet. It put a smile on my face. You know, it was a feel-good story. I didn't like Crystal and Medusa being out of character so much. You know. Even Alicia seemed kind of out of character. The... I'm not that, but that was like a three star because, well, yeah, I'll give it three because it put a smile on my face. It was happy. The second story was like a five star story. Loved it completely. Great art, great story, great setup, great concept, weird ending that still I'm thinking about. That's a five star book. So I hate to do this, but it's going to average out to four stars. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Two four star books in a row. Wow. That's amazing. And Baldahar has done nothing. That's fine. He's not, he doesn't care. Can we make it three four-star books? I think we can. We'll find out. Doomsday Clock. Four stars. Four stars. Oh, there ah! is. Ah! 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 Knows. Four stars. Oh, God, please, no. 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 <laughs> yes. No. Four stars. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> so, third book. 
Doomsday Clock number eight, written by Jeff Johns, who also did Shazam. Uh, art by Gary Frank, who did not do Shazam. Colors by Brad Anderson. Cover by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. It's a kitty. All right. Okay. Kill it. I know. This story focuses mainly on Firestar, Firestorm and Superman. There's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in this book. I'm not going to go over all of it. <laughs> um, but let's say, let's just remember that they're saying that the New 52, which was the DC reboot event like eight years ago, was actually caused by Dr. Manhattan trying to rebuild the universe. Yes. And now you're starting to see all these parallels. Yeah, it's not great. It's not, it's not, it's not a great premise, but they, I don't, they're it's, trying it's intriguing, to, but I don't like, I don't like them. Mistakes. I don't like them merging the universes in this case. Yeah. Um, this book is I actually read this, this part of the book. You read this part? Yes. I read this part. Ah. This book is pretty dense. It starts out with Ozymandias in the oval office, going through the president's desk and say, finding an envelope and saying, Oh, this will work nicely. Uh, then goes to the daily planet where Lois, someone has gone through Lois Lane's desk, just torn it apart, looking for something. And, Clark Kent, you know, looks at it and says, huh, there's no signs of any of the locks being forced. There's no fingerprints. So Superman doesn't see any fingerprints. There's no fingerprints. There's no fingerprints. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's, uh, Lois talks, started talking to Perry about the story about the Superman uh, theorem that America has 90% of the superheroes in the world. There's, and it's because the U.S. government's doing it. And she's like, look, there's no story there. He's like, people say there's a story. You better prove there's not. She's like, I'm still working the story. And she's about to open up the envelope that was sent to her by New Rorschach, who, before he quit, after learning all the betrayals from Ozymandias, he just gave up. He quit. He's not even Rorschach anymore. He's, his whole, his shattered world was reshattered. It's like powder yeah. now. So he even gave up the broken reality of Rorschach. Nice. That poor dude. Um, yeah, it's sad. He's gonna end up working at a subway or something, and I mean the the sub, I mean the Sanders restaurant. Like the oh oh wow, I thought you meant the real subway. At least that has some honor. That has some high pay. No, he's <laughs> no, he's gonna be restocking chips. The oh, it's not a bad gig when you're a teenager, so, or you know, you, yeah, side well, gig. Why not? Or insane. Or insane. But he's about she's about to open the envelope that he sent her with every all the info in it, and like oh you gotta go over here like ah so she drops it. Because on the TV, Firestorm is in Russia. And because he's trying, something happened to him where he and the professor can't talk anymore. And he's trying to help people. And it's not going well. And they're fighting against him. And then the Russian super soldiers attack him. And he's just like, leave me alone. I'm trying to help. And they're like, you're not welcome here. It's like, ah, professor, help me. And, you know. They keep attacking. They're beating the living crap out of Firestorm as live cameras scared. are watching. Yeah. He gets scared. It's like, well, they knock him. They basically hit. Uh, one of them hits with something which extinguishes his flames. He goes down to a crowd of panicked people who start grabbing him and like attacking him. And he's like, let me go. Let me go. Let me. And then he yells, go. And he sees energy wave radiated out. And everyone around him, you see in the first page, turns to glass. Yeah, not great. He's like, Professor. Because as you remember, Firestorm is a dual being made yes. of two people. And he's like, Professor, what did, oh my god, I didn't mean to, what did I, what did I, what did I do? And then he, he runs, just freaking takes off. 
Meanwhile, there's a, there's a lot of real estate between these two panels in the book. Yes, there's a lot. So don't yeah. look at the second panel yet. Okay. The After that, Los is like, Clark, did you see that? Clark, did you? And he's gone. Yeah, he's got crap to do. Uh, he flies to he goes to Kondok, where Black Adam is, because Black Adam has declared his country safe haven for all supers. Right? And so he goes there, and he gets met by some supervillains who kind of look at him. He just looks at him back, not like her, just like kind of like please with that kind of look, a great look on his face. Just please. You can tell he's like saying, please help me out here. And they take him to Black Adam and they actually just Black Adam looks at him for a minute and says, welcome to Kondok. And they shake hands because Zoop's not coming in there punching. He's not doing right. anything. And he is apparently the, the rightful ruler of this place. He is the rightful ruler of Kondok. He always has. And there you go. So, you and he starts laying it down to him like, look, Zoop's. This is the only place where superheroes are over the world. Firestorm's not here. But all these people who are being pursued other places, they're welcome here. And Superman's like, look, you gotta stop telling people that this, you know, uh, what does they call it? But this Superman thing isn't isn't real. It's not happening. So he's like, no, no, there are people here. It's real. I have a lot of people. Uh, what do they call it? The... Like, like basically, it's like the Superman complex. That all these like, like the idea of the government is the American government makes super is like it's not real. It's like, and Black Adam's like, oh, it's real. I can take you to people here who are part of it. So, you know, like look, look at him. And Black Adam's like, look, you may not, you may be among them, but you're not one of them, Superman. Okay, let's be honest. You're a uh, glorified firefighter in a cape. You don't solve problems. You just react to them. And Superman looks at him and like. Careful, Adam. I didn't get into my workout today. You become a problem when you broke the break the agreement we made. When you cross borders and other countries, time uh, basically they start like threatening each other. The yeah, posturing. Yeah, and he's like, well, how come you can Superman? It's like I'm authorized by other countries in the UN to go. You go on your own accord. That's not the same. He's like, Adam's like, whatever. Look, when you find Firestorm Superman. Tell him he's welcome in Kondok. He'll be safe from any governments and their puppets. That's all. Which basically saying like, just accusing, calling him, finally accusing him of being a puppet. Uh, yeah. Which goes back well, to Lois Lane, who finally has time to open the envelope from, from Rorschach 2, finds a flash drive, and is like, what's this thing? Huh, so ooh. she plugs her computer, she checks it out, and, well, it's basically like, who sent this? What's in it? Because there's no return. And it starts showing an old 1940s newsreel about the Justice Society of America fighting the Nazis. Yeah, which and she has no memory of. She's like, yeah. the what? Who? So, because that was all erased. Yeah. Um, Superman actually tracks down Firestorm, who's trying, who has one of the people he turned to glass, a kid. And he's trying over and over to turn him back to flesh. Soup's like, what are you doing? He, and Soup's like, Fires like I I I I I did this. It was an accident. My powers have never worked on biological matter before. I just I panicked and it must have worked. And the professor says it can't be done. And I keep trying. And you know, Superman basically like lays it to him is like, like look, you did it once, Ronnie. Maybe it was an accident triggered it through stress. Maybe your powers are evolving. I don't know, but you did it once. You can do it again. I have faith in you. It'll be fine. And she's like, well, I'll, I'll try it again, but it might 
overload my powers, and it could be dangerous. And he just says, puts his hand on his shoulder, I'll be here, I'll be fine. Which gives the confidence where he goes and he pushes his powers, and he actually manages to turn the kid from glass back to flesh. Yep. He's like, oh my god, we did it, Professor, we freaking did it! The Russian kid likes and panics, like, Superman? And of course, Superman speaks Russian, of course, like, Privet. Of course, he because he speaks every language, and then he picks up this kid, hugs him, and keeps him safe, and yeah, because Superman's awesome, and, and you're a plebe. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, at that point, Superman fly, uh, goes back to, to Russia. Russia. To see Putin! Well, yeah, it's funny, because <laughs> like Putin's that. actually there, which is pretty cool. I know, I like that part, where Putin's there! Because <laughs> in Doomsday Clock, they're not afraid, and uh, the first one, Watchmen, they're not afraid to put in real-world leaders. Yep. Uh, and basically, Putin's up there saying, like, ah, oh, we've protected our sovereignty. These American superheroes can't come over here and cause trouble. Look what they did. This is almost an act of war. Um, forcing us to use our own supers against him. Firestorm will be found. Wherever he goes, we'll find it. We are at war. The Superman flies down. It was great big. You know, it's the, it's the great, you know, Superman flying down, sun behind him. You know, I'm an angel kind of thing. You know? yeah. It's like, I was hoping I could convince you otherwise, sir. Superman. Well, thank you for coming. I see you're here to help. I am. We can start by fighting Firestorm and handing him to us. Like, look, whoa, whoa. Firestorm made a mistake. I realize in times that you need to remember that we're all friends and what happened was a tragedy, but, you know, I'm not here to pass judgment on the world. I'm just here to ask you to help trust me. And what well, Firestorm was an accident, but it can be undone. And he starts giving this speech, right, about how the world is friends and they can work together and work with nations. And then you see Batman flying around oh, yeah. with yeah, the transmission. He's like, what the hell is he doing? It's like there doesn't have to be. There was a tragedy mascot, but it it doesn't have to be that way. And Clark, me the calls in a private jail. Like Clark to Bruce, stop talking and leave now. No, oh, Bruce to Clark. Bruce. To yeah, Clark. sorry, Bruce to Clark. Oh, you. I see you were looking at. But the, and Superman's like, uh, the he kind of pauses, but I was like, shut your mouth. Don't pick a side here. And Superman keeps going. The demonization of metahumans is wrong. The demonization of any group is wrong. Farsaur is not the villain You have to, that you believe he is. <laughs> Batman keeps yelling. I was like, he is a reckless kid mouth. with too much power. Shut your friggin' mouth. Yeah, like, shut your mouth. Get out of there. And he could help those he hurt. Accident accidentally hurt. He could change them back. All people's like, enough. I have proof. Farsaur does. Farsaur is an American agent, Superman. He's basically he's parasitizing the like government. He's probably like let that Firestorm can turn them back. The crowd starts yelling, Firestorm murdered my child. Then Firestorm shows up. It's him, run! It's the American monster. It's like, no, no, it's not Trucker. It's like, and Firestorm shows up with the kid. He turned back, like, no, look, look, I can fix it. I can fix everything. Look, I fixed this kid. It's gonna be fine. I fix this. And the soldiers open up fire on Firestorm and the kid. Because they're under orders to get Firestorm at any cost. So of course. As the kid is running to his mother and the soldiers open fire, Superman jumps in front of the kid and blocks the bullets. A large group of soldiers have the best aim. That's when you get to the panel, too. They start shooting into the statues of people that fires were trying to change back to people. Yeah. Is that Ronnie Raymond? Yes, Raymond Slayer. Um, the soldiers start shooting the people. Firestorm freaks out. You're killing them! And turns and melts down the soldiers' weapons. The rush soldiers are like, Hire off! That's super. What do we do? Doesn't matter. Firestorm is attacking our people. Firestorm is an ally with Superman. We have to stop him and Superman. <laughs> so everything starts, the the poo starts rolling down the inclined slope. Yep. And 
This is going on. They rush the Putin to safety. Of course, there's tanks nearby. They start rolling in to try and attack everyone. Oh, guess what? They start rolling over the statues. Superman freaks out. He's like, no, you're killing these people. And he punches the tank and knocks it over live on TV. Superman's punching Russian tanks and fighting Russian super soldiers. And Lois is watching like, oh, God, Clark, what are you doing? And Batman says, damn it. And he flies. Because if Clark had just shut his stupid mouth and got out of there. Yeah, uh, well, all of this happened really quickly after Superman actually basically said all lives matter. Yeah. He basically yeah. said that. Yeah, like these people, everyone's lives matter. And then yeah. and then it all went to hell really fast. Really? Is that, is, is, is that yeah. a little lefty of the writer? Maybe? I don't know. Well, but, I don't think so. He's trying, he was saying, uh, you know, I, it's okay. I don't know. But yeah. at this point, all hell's breaking loose. Fars is like, wait, I can fix them. I can stop this. I can't. You, why won't you listen to me? His powers start freaking out. Super's like, Firestorm. Yep. Batman's like, get out of there, Superman. There's a large energy spike forming. He's like, I'll be okay. It's like. It's not him. It's like, it's like Clark, listen to me. The energy spike. It's like, don't lose control again, Ronnie. Superman, I, 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 it, it's okay. It's okay. And Batman's yelling, it's not Firestorm. And then a big blue explosion happens. And everything goes white. Oh, blue white. Well, blue white. A Dr. Manhattanish blue white as everything dies. And Lois Lane, it's a great scene of Lois Lane dropping her coffee cup in front of the monitor. You just see, like, bottom section dropping the coffee mug as she watched them live on TV. This happened. Batman's Batwing gets knocked down. You see his cockpit shattering. Meanwhile, you know, in the Oval Office, you see Ozzy, well, he might not be in the Oval Office anymore, but you see Ozzy Amandius watching a collection of monitors which have all gone white going, yes. Oh, there it is. It's beginning. Because he's seen that before. Yeah, so he knows Dr. Manhattan just did some stuff. So this book is intense. Uh, when it's Because it kind of starts out interesting, but when it starts rolling with uh, the Firestorm stuff, the Superman trying to help, and just everything goes to freaking hell, um, it really rolls quickly at that point. It's a lot of pages where it's like, oh, God, oh, God, you're flipping, flipping, oh, my God, oh, my God. And that stunning ending is really something. This was yes. a book I read twice. I finished yeah. it and went back to the first page immediately. Superman failed on many levels here. Yes, he did. And the thing is, yeah. it was one of those situations where he failed by trying to do the right thing. You know, well, one, of, one of those Green Mile, he killed them with their love type thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, Ronnie should never have been allowed back in Russia, ever. Right. I mean, hey, you know what? I will take these glass people one at a time. And you know what? That might have been the plan. Well, you, why you, did he we show don't up? know because he's an why idiot. Because he's an idiot. Okay, then you 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 grab him and you you run him out of town. You, you or or you squish his head like a freaking right. ant because he deserves uh, it. Superman sees the best in people, and he I know, and that's his other problem. He made that's a mistake this time. He thought he could fix it. Uh, he thought he could fix it. Batman well, knew better. Well, he thought people would be rational enough to say, oh, no, wait, he no. can fix people it now. Oh, he's, he thought, oh, look, right, he saved this kid. We'll show that, and then we'll show he can save everyone else, and it'll be okay. Nope. That, people are dumb. No. A person, like they said on the first Men in Black, yeah. a person is smart. People are dumb. Yes. And, no, you're paraphrased, but that's true, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. paraphrased, but that's essentially it. People are flighty, panicky, prone to violence. A person can be smart. So that's yeah. what happens here. And I like the conflict of the Russian super soldiers where they're like, even they're not like, ha, oh, just get him. One of them yeah. is. 
Um, one was like, get him. And the other one's like, that's Superman. I don't want to get him. Hey, you're going back to prison if you don't. Damn. What's his name? Like, uh, Provost or something? Something. I don't know. Yeah. But it, I, I think it's very, very telling that they use this moment to interject that at least some of the Russian super supers are from prison. Uh, Ripsler says, why didn't they use the Watchtower teleport to move the statues to him? Because the Watchtower is gone. Yeah. Uh, it died uh, a while ago in Justice League. They have no Watchtower anymore. Nope. Yep. They're, they're basically meeting in someone's basement right now. Yeah. Actually, no, they don't even bother with that. They just have uh, Martian Manhunter mentally link them, and they have a, a imaginary, illusionary mind office where they meet. Oh, sweet. So. I mean, no. No, I'd rather have a real office. But that's what they do. Uh, they do still have, like, the museum they kind of use as the headquarters, but... Wow, this book was intense. I yeah. loved the hell out of this book. The writing was sharp. The art was great. Unexpected twists. So, this is getting the very rare and coveted five stars. Oh, my God. I freaking loved this. You read it, Heathen Dog. What did you think? I did. I did. I, I wouldn't have given it five, but I, I would definitely man. give it four, four and a half. But definitely, I, definitely I, super I'm, hot. I'm a little more, I'm a little more jaded than you I are, read so. too many bad comics. So that, that, that's actually <laughs> fair. That is fair. Bravest Lace is four stars. Uh, I give it five stars. I loved just the interplay of Superman trying to do his best, and it all just go to hell on him. And and Batman, the 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 perennial realist, you know, right. like, it's like nope, nope, shut your mouth. Yeah, like, if you say all lives matter, it's all going to go bad. It's like it shut your mouth and leave now. Don't pick. Once you pick a side, they can lay because Superman's thin. Like, they're kind of showing that his invisible armor this whole time was he doesn't have a side. Right. He is As long as everybody. he represents the world and freedom, general concepts, you're okay. Once you say what you're doing is bad and this – and, you know, I, you know, you can't pick a side because that shows – you just said I pick a side against your government. Uh, you're screwed. Yep. Uh, there you are no – the uh, let's see what issue four – this is issue eight of 12. Yeah, there's four more. Four more. Um, and this is a nice climax point. I don't know if Manhattan's going to show up. He, he's got to. He's got Well, he will at some point. Um, he's already showed up once in the book and basically told them all to F off. Um, but dang. Ding, ding, ding. That was, uh, was pretty intense. I liked it. I hope you did too. Yes. So what are your thoughts on this segment? Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Uh, what are your thoughts on Doomsday Clock on... Ben Grimm's wedding special. Do you like it when they shove multiple stories in the same book that are highly divergent from each other? I don't. I don't. That's just me. So this is late in the series. You didn't say that. Oh, I'm sorry, Ravenslayer. Yeah. Uh, it is late in the series. They've built up... I think they've built up to this quite nicely. A lot of small events going on. This whole series has been really good. There's been a couple issues which were kind of... They were still really good, but not as good as yeah, the others. Yeah, they were good, but compared to the others, they were a little weak. Yeah, but this issue was really strong. I really liked it. Um, if you have any suggestions for comics I should look at, let me know. I will do so. I am perfectly happy with big companies or indie companies. Let me know. Also, don't miss an episode. You can follow on Twitch. Follow the notifications. You can notify. Like, oh, I hope they're streaming right now. Oh, boy, they are. And you can subscribe. Yes! Because that makes you a better person. And able to join our subscriber-only giveaways, which are happening right now if you're watching live. And you can subscribe to YouTube, get notifications, and lightning bolts will strike a bell, and um, they will gain powers. 
That's how the Liberty Bell got cracked, just so you know. Yeah, lightning strike. Lightning strike. By, by the Lord! I have no... I have no it's because the, the bell rang and said Shazam, and lightning yes. struck it. And it was a... Nothing like that happened. Okay! Yeah, if you want more Garth, you find Garth on YouTube. Past T-Bus. Greta says, now you need to find the first seven books to get a background. Uh, you could buy them. We have reviewed every single of these books. We have on reviewed show. every issue. Raven Slayer. Every well, he wasn't watching back then. Like yeah, it's been like yeah. six months since last one came out. Yeah. Um, also, you could. None of these, as far as I know, have sold out. You could probably still find every issue in a local comic book store, or online pretty easily. Mm. There is no set or trade paperback yet because the whole series isn't out. But it's been a very interesting series. Where it is now, you would not have seen from where it started. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but also, you can watch Gotham Stream, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 Eastern, on Sunday, where we play, currently we're playing Star Trek Online. Yes. And we, uh, that is when we play our Foundry missions. And on Thursday, with Heathen Dog and Algarian, we play our new Discovery Era characters as we level them up. The Amazing Adventures of the Illogical Vulcan the crusty old captain and the Tilly's descendant of Tilly. Ugh. Many hijinks are had. Much heathen dog disgust is had. It's true. Damn it, Tilly. That's the favorite line. <laughs> the favorite, favorite line is dead. Line. <laughs> uh, first, let's look at them in E-Editions. Neverwinter. We haven't played Neverwinter in a while. We haven't. Um, we haven't. We usually play play Neverwinter when we have to take a break from Star Trek Online for some reason. But uh, we haven't played Neverwinter in a bit. You're right. Uh, Elgarian it's says, they're ever so brilliant, always better than them, Tilly. Ever so bad, always better than that. Actually, this is all recorded, man. You know that's not true. It's all lies. So, all. check out my past streams. You can watch me play War Machine Tactics and watch my love for the game die. Um, the miniatures game, everything crushed. Uh, Banner Saga and watch watch me panic and almost... I actually won. Barely. Watch me Barely. cursed about RNG the mm. whole time. Uh, I want to play more Final Fantasy XIV. need to play that game more. All but right. thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope you had a good time. Read more comic books. Now, what's the subscriber game giveaway starts? That's not a game. Nope. It's not a game. I don't know why it says game. That's all your fault. Because this is a game. This is the subscriber game for the giveaway. I saved it. That's true. It starts now. All right. I'm going to open the subscriber giveaway. Now, if less than 10 people join, only one card is given. If 10 people join, two cards are given. If 15 people join, all three cards will be given. Any cards not given in the giveaway will be rolled over to next month. That's the way it works. And I'm starting it now. You can uh, go ahead and type in exclamation point gift card. That's a lot of letters. To enter gift card? Seriously? Man. Four and four. Letters. Eight letters. Actually, it's nine with the exclamation point. Well, the exclamation point doesn't count. There's only 11 people here counting Algarian. Hey, you know what? That's all it is, man. That, that's that's the way how it life is. is sometimes. Hey, call some friends. Call some friends to get this giveaway. You, you want at least 10 people to get all to get both? Because if there's 10 people in this, I select two winners from the same list. That means the same person can win twice. Ooh. It is completely possible. If there's 15 people on the list, I will click from the same list three times, which means the same person can win three times. Dollars entered. This is an Amazon gift card. You will get the code online. And yes, with you it, will. you could purchase anything you want that is currently sold at Amazon. Absolutely true. Anything 
Oh, Raven Slayer has tweeted. So we'll go ahead and leave this open All uh, right. while we while we go to our uh, to our RNG. All right, let us move to the RNG. The RNG this week is thoughtfully brought to you by Heathen Dog. That's right. Now, uh, I don't know if, if a lot of you have uh, a watch the uh, DC on TV, the the uh, D, uh, DC TV universe on the CW. I have. I, Not all of it, but I've watched many of it, and I like I it. I do as well. And every year they have a crossover. Every year. Yes. They have a crossover be- between either most or all of the of the of the separate shows on the CW. This year it was most, not all. It was a Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl crossover. And this was an Elseworlds crossover. Now, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the the, the TV version of this. The TV version was uh there was a being, which I'm gonna talk about in a minute, that uh brought the Book of Destiny to a uh a, a Gotham uh, Arkham Asylum Doctor, which is never a great idea because they're all nutters. And uh, it gives him the ability to alter reality. And the first thing he does is try and give himself the powers of the Flash, and it doesn't work. Instead, Barry Allen, who is the Flash, and Oliver Queen, who is Green Arrow, they switch lives. And powers. And it starts off like that. It, it, uh, as the as as the crossover continues from series to series, it gets more and more in depth, and you you start to understand the the true scope of this, which just, we're gonna go. I need to go say ahead. something. Go ahead. I love how they have the Green Arrow, the Barry Allen Green Arrow, yep. in the pose that they almost always make a girl do. Yes, I know, right? I, I was love thinking that. that too. That's yes, fantastic. They got the butt first pose. And then you yeah. just turn around so you can see yeah. the chest as well. Yeah, that is a Black <laughs> Widow staple. That is so awesome. On, on, on Marvel. That's on, the first time I've seen a dude do that pose. I love it. Not because I want to see it all, but it's just like, well, it's like you always make girls do that pose. Yeah. And all of the girls have the have the superhero yeah, they got pose. the Yeah. The, yeah, they got the superhero man pose going on. And that's cool. I like it. No, I don't. I'd rather have them do the butt pose. That's just me, though. He looks like Speedy. <laughs> he does looks like, like Speedy. Speedy. He does, yes. Of course, Speedy became uh, Arsenal, became Red Arrow. Yeah. Anyway. That's the way it is. But anyway, uh, you you get an important player introduced, and that is the Monitor. So next slide. Now, this is important because this this Ooh, Elseworlds like yeah, this Elseworlds cr- uh, crossover is prepping for the 2019 crossover Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, 2019? What, uh, yes, that's coming in 2019. The the Oh, the, the new crisis, crisis, yeah. Yes, the crisis of the for the for the TV series. I thought you were the original. No, the, the TV series. Elgarian did now, love the original crisis. And we were talking with him yeah. about it many years ago. Yes, yes, it was it was an excellent book. I loved it. Oh, excellent series of books. And I loved it. But uh what what this is going to do is very important. What what I believe this is going to do, and a lot of people believe it as well, is that Supergirl is is sadly because it used to be on what was it nbc no it was never nbc it it was it was on a major network it was on cw nope upn nope it wasn't cbs uh it couldn't be abc that's disney maybe cbs but it wasn't nbc so it'd have to be cbs yeah Yeah, cbs is raven slayer and falcon's lantern okay cbs okay anyway it was on major network and uh, be- because Spice. of that, be- because of that, 
when uh, when they had crossovers, they had to make Supergirl be on a different dimension, a, a different Earth, right. Earth thirty eight. Whereas uh, whereas Arrow and Flash and DC's Legends of Tomorrow were all on Earth one. Now with the Crisis of Infinite Earths, the whole storyline of this is that all of the multiverse, the infinite multiverse, is destroyed and crushed down to one. Or, well, spoilers, but no, not really. But yeah, the idea was to bring it to one. <laughs> briefly, it was. Yeah, briefly. briefly, it was one. So they they can now bring Supergirl into the same universe as Arrow, and Flash, and and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So you don't have to have that hurdle, even though they're all in the same network now. So that's going to be great. That's going to be good. They, they can all be in the same place at the same time. And now after that, you can have a true TV justice league type thing, which they can do better than the movie because anyone can do better than that, sh- than that crappy movie. Anyone, anyone can. I'm fully believe that. Anyway, that that's the good part of this thing. The bad part I want you to look at the next picture. This is all of them lined up. This is, uh, uh, I believe, a uh, John Wesley ship. Yes, the it is. Original, the, the, the original 1990s. I Flash. love it. Yes. He's in his original he still costume. He looks good. Yeah, he still looks all right. Now. Well, he also uh, played uh, World War II Flash. Uh, Jay in, Garrick. Yeah, Jay Garrick in the Flash. Yeah. So. Yes, he did. And, and, he, and he played Barry Allen's father. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, this this is this is the point where Barry and Oliver's identities and powers were switched. Is Aquaman so, in this series too? I, I didn't no. see Aquaman. Aquaman's not here. Thank goodness. But he has his own film. Yes, yeah. But I'm going to see here. that this week. Oh, I'm going to see it. Anyway, uh, uh, Barry Allen and Oliver Queen's identities and powers are switched. That that that's why Oliver Queen is wearing the Flash costume and Barry Allen is wearing the Green Arrow costume. Now, I want you to look at Oliver Queen as the Flash. Yeah, somehow he looks less buff. Yes, he does. Now, at first, I was like, man, that must be the worst costume ever. It does does look like crap. I mean, it's a crappy costume compared to last season's Flash costume. But, and then I, I realized what he's doing. He's purposefully leaning back. He's purposefully yeah, putting... Yeah, he's trying to shoulder. look less buff. He's trying to look less buff to look more like the lean... And, you know, skinny and wiry Barry Allen. Fair enough. Because what he really looks like on his own show is the next slide. This is what he really looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, I no, mean, I oh, yeah, he definitely I knew works you out. would. I knew you would. Yeah. This is, this is what me. he looks like on his show. All right. And then we go back. This is what he looks like when he's pretending to be Barry Allen. He's, he's slumped over a little bit. He's he's uh he's put, putting his abdomen forward, his shoulders out, so his chest goes back. Did you see so him he... run the the Ninja Warrior? Uh, no, I didn't. He did really good. He actually did really good. He did I better than any other celebrity. Yeah, he actually trains on that on that salmon ladder. Yep. Yeah, that, that's no joke. Out. There's no stunt man there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that I thought that was funny, and I put it in here until I realized as I was making these slides, I realized, oh my god, he's probably doing this on purpose. Yep, probably. Because this is this is the first guy who is super buff, but when he's put in a skin tight outfit, looks less good. Well, also you, know, you can like, see the way the costume's tailored; it doesn't like shape anything. Like he's not trying yes. to show his pecs or anything. 
Exactly, exactly. It, it's shaped to make him look less ripped. Yeah. That's good. So I get it now. I get it. Yeah. So I, I wanted to show that. I really did. I wanted to show that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's my RNG. I want to talk about the S-Worlds, the, the Elseworlds crossover because it's going to a Christland for the Earth and it's going to uh, bring the, the CW network, uh, DC on TV, all in one universe so they can hopefully get into a, uh, a Justice League iteration in the future, probably 2020. What did you think about the portrayal of uh, Batwoman? Batwoman, I don't like. I don't. I don't like Batwoman. Well, she's an unlikable person, so that's good. Uh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense, right? Uh, no, to me it know, does, because in the comic books, Batwoman is not a likable person. No, no. I don't like. I don't like the idea. I mean, you 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 could have done Nightwing if you don't have you don't have access to Batman. I get it. Oh, you just don't like that they used Batwoman. I like that I, they Bat, used her. I don't like Batwoman as a character. Like, like like you said, I've read a couple of her books. I'm like Jesus. Yeah, she's kind of a psycho. Yeah, I'm like this is not what I want. Yeah, you know, like this is crap. You know, uh, Razor says she, she was she's written mean. I was hoping for more. All right. So, you know, I was hoping for something else, like Nightwing or something cool. like that. You know, whatever. Yeah, that'd be nice. One of the Robins, you know. Yeah, but with, without Batman, you can't have Robin. But without Batman, you can have a Nightwing. They got Robin and Teen Titans. Yes, they do. But we're, then, like, we're not going to talk about the series, cause, mainly because I haven't watched it, because I don't have whatever no. obscure channel it's on. Uh, Teen Titans, the, the, the series that was canceled, was good. Teen Titans Go, the no, current No, I'm talking the live action. The live oh oh the live actually I've watched two episodes of that and uh, I don't like a couple of the characters. I haven't heard of anyone liking it honestly. Actually, uh, I, there are people who like it. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who like it. I, like like you, I've I haven't met anyone yet. Yeah, but they're out there on the internet somewhere. I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah. they're out there. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to talk about that because it shows it shows a, a lot of Teen Titans is a live action where it's on some obscure network. It is. It is. It's on somewhere. I, I forget. I've seen a couple episodes, but I can't remember. I just stopped. I stopped it. They might, uh, I think uh, it's Falcon on Hulu Twitter. or something. Trailers alone turn, turn me away from ever watching it. I get it. I get it. Uh, da, 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 Spice. Yeah. Spice. Spice Network. Stop saying Spice Network. <laughs> he really loves that, doesn't he? That's the only channel he gets. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but... Try to see what. Not telling me what station it's on. Tell me what station it's on. What station is that on? Why? See, that's a problem. You should be able to go to the internet and say easily what station it's on so I could watch it. What station Teen is... Teen Titans, 2018 TV series. It is on... Oh, it's on uh, DC's uh, streaming. Yeah. It's on DC Universe streaming service. Yep, DC Universe streaming service. That's right. That's great. So that's why no All one's right. watched it. That's why no one's watching it because it's on a it's on a service no one else is going to watch only for this and it's not strong enough draw. Yeah, unlike Star Trek Discovery, which is for the entirety which, of what uh, the CBS All Access lives on. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's his lifeblood. Yeah, pretty much that and uh, the upcoming Picard series. Yep. Yep. Well, frack. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? That is my RNG. Thank you very much for that listening. That's a good I RNG. It. I like it. Thank you. And we have five people in the giveaway, which means only one card's being given away. That's it's it. It's going to be given away, though. It's going to be given away. The other two cards will be rolled into next month, and then it'll be four total. So Merry Christmas to someone. 
Hey, Groups to somebody. Exactly right. Let's see who's going to get Trust it. We're going to the... new streaming service. That's got to be a joke, right? That's funny. Algarian, you're cute. Okay, we're closing the giveaway. We're going to pick a winner. That winner is Duncan. Ah, oh, <laughs> Duncan, you win. Duncan never Duncan wins. Congratulations. Duncan Idaho's the winner. Is Excellent. there a show next weekend? What do you think, Heathen Dog? Oh, uh, let me see. Hang on. That's like the 22nd or something. It's the 22nd. I, I can pull that off. I can pull that I off. I can do it. If you there guys you want a show next weekend, there will be a show next weekend. Yep. There it is. There it is. Right there. Because we will do that for you. Do that viewers. for you. That's right. For you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We hope you appreciate it. We appreciate you so much. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. I said hope you appreciate it. That's not what I meant to say. Sorry. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate whatever it is. We appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, as always. So, time to close it out, my friends. I gotta send Duncan Idaho his code. Don't forget the infield Twitch schedule. Elgarian, every day, just every day. Just look for the Twitch notifications. I always get them. Elgarian. He the dog. Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday night live stream. Ah, oh, check it out. It's just still this war of mine on this slide. We need to update this slide. Oh, that's what's going to be. That's what's going to be. Hungarian <laughs> loves us. He'll miss us. We'll miss you too, Hungarian. Is Hungarian going away? Is something happening to him? Uh, he's got terminal cancer. Did you get redrafted? Oh, they spelled a hard. <laughs> I think this is what the slide says anyway. So, everyone also, he the dog, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Garthon, Sunday, Thursday, Saturday. Watch us. Love it. Love us. We love you. Next day, the YouTube. We talked about this earlier, people. You should remember this. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Central. Get all the slow Max Liao anger you can handle, and even some you can't. Opinionate topics on nerd subjects. Join in to the fun, if possible. Cheers on YouTube, because he's too saucy for Twitch. Algarian Twitch streams, because he's not that saucy. Uh, every day of the week, 9 a.m., try the Avatar. Every day of the week, 6.30 p.m., on the various other games. Watch them, enjoy them. Arpiona, pre-beer, role-player site for Shroud the Avatar players. Soda Help, pre-beer help site for Shroud the Avatar help. Join the Legion, spread the word. Join us on Discord. Join us on, follow us on Twitter. Tweet us, at least a bit. Watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash c Watch live on Twitch. That's really the best way. It's the most fun. Twitch.tv slash Audio version is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast activators everywhere. Your support keeps us going, and we appreciate it. You can support us through Patreon, patreon.com slash leashmidmid. Getting our... Donating at twitch.trios.com slash leashmidmid. Getting our gear. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love. With your recent meals from here, shop.spreadshirt.com slash leashmidmid. Or cheering for us directly. Best way to let us know how you're feeling. Thank you everyone so much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much to all of our viewers and fans. Remember everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Darren Lenoff.